0: You're
1: now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com.
2: Hello. Uh sad note for Max Degrand. Sad note for Max Degrand. Yep. Uh as mentioned on the last episode, RIP Todd Youth.
1: Yeah, uh so we uh scheduling we had to record early, so I uh, was only able to put in a drop uh yeah. it, to commemorate Todd Youth, but uh uh we just wanted to do something a little bit uh a little bit more involved for the man. Uh you know, I've gone on record as saying Warzone kind of kick-started my interest in music, yep. uh, and uh, for that, I owe the man a debt of gratitude, unless he ruined my life, which you could make that argument, so whatever. But well, I'll try I not like to ha- I ruined it. Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> it's, like, my yeah, it's, it's my, my bad. Maybe it was this. It's my bad. I can't Hollywood blame so Warzone. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I think that we'll just have a quick conversation about how uh, some of the old heads uh, are or will be passing on.
2: Yeah, and I mean, to me, the big thing was, yeah, like the band, some of the bands the guy did, very important to me, or, and then some not. And, uh, really, more, I just respect him as an artist. And then you separate and go, okay, well, you're an artist and you did these things that mean something to me. But maybe more importantly, you were a man with family and friends and all that. And so hearts go out to those people in his life and just, uh, It's sad when you see anyone pass, um, and this is a reminder that this is not a big community. And when you see people who are artists, and you got to remember, there's people who are going through shit, and uh, nowhere, you know, there's no speculation on how he passed. We aren't really privy to that. But he was a great guitar player. He used his music as expression, Um, and I think that's kind of what, when we talk about this stuff, it's it's all we want out of the people who are making the music we love is that they're doing it because it's their passion it's their expression
3: yeah i mean he, you know like you said like he's a guy with like you know a child or two younger you know yeah. what i mean you know a lot of people that i care for like really hurt by this so you know it sucks he was a super talented dude he was a lifer mm-hmm. that dude was like you know from the early 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 80s mm-hmm. Um, and stuck around and went on to great things and got to play with fucking Motorhead and Danzig. Danzig. He was in Degeneration. He does you know, and it was he was always involved in music, you know.
2: Studio musician from what I understand
3: too. Yeah, like a super talented dude that almost kind of like outgrew Punk and Horncore but never kind of left. Never outgrew it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like playing wise and stuff, he was so talented.
2: Maybe this is a good moment to speak on Warzone because I feel as though there's an entire generation who kind of disconnected from it. And we've kind of touched on it just a little bit here. Um, Warzone is a band whose sound is to a genre. Uh, It's pretty straightforward, hardcore. Not, you know, if you're someone who came in and your leanings are more on the metalcore side, more on the heavy side, I could see why you would think Warzone is not good. Yeah. What I want to just kind of put out there is that I hope this is another one of these moments. When Rabies died... That was a real, like, this is pre-internet, but everyone knew. Everyone found out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. It's not not totally pre-internet, but it was pretty early. Yeah, it wasn't. No. And within a year or so, you know, it was an RIP rabies on the back of every Victory CD. Yeah, um, The guy, and really what Warzone stood for, so, you know, include Todd Youth in this as well. And for a large swath, a lot of the early New York, old New York stuff... <sighs> What they meant to the community and what the band represented in a lot of ways uh, overtook or outstood the music um, in a way that it was like the music, yeah, it's an extension, but it's an extension of who we are as people. Um, you know, I think Todd Youth is one of the guys who was out there saying, no, this is people who were, you know, there's an, a clip of him on, I think, uh, Regis and Kathy yeah. Lee. And they're talking about slam dancing and moshing and how dangerous it is, people just punching people. And Todd Youth in one of the most familiar ways looks out and he's like, No, you don't get it. Like people are out there, they're just expressing themselves, they're not trying to hurt people, but then an outsider comes in and doesn't get it. And that's and the person who's up. trying to swing on people. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah. and so what Warzone is is you hear the reverence for it. There are tracks, just tracks. Sure. You can hear it. But I could see if somebody didn't get it. But the reason for the reverence isn't the tracks. It's what they meant on a more esoteric level. They meant a lot. It's right. just, I mean, if you, you know. think
3: about like hardcore in general, maybe American or even New York more specifically. There's like eight people that are like the fucking founding fathers.
2: The Mount Rushmores.
3: <clears throat> you know what I mean? Uh, to steal another WFAN thing. But it's like Roger and Vinny and Jimmy and Todd, yeah. Harley and John. Yep. and Ray you know what yep. I mean yep. and you know there's so few of those folks mm-hmm. that that's why like this isn't just some fucking guy in a band that died
2: nope this is he a was dude like he was one, one of, one of the, our the founders like, yeah. yeah played on the first two Murphy's Law records first handful of Warzone records mm-hmm. went on to do a lot of stuff musically and recently was in Firebird right know, a band who right. uh, was doing things yeah and um, so you know uh, what, what can what's a respectful way to do this I'll tell you one thing Share your personal experiences, but don't don't tragedize it. It's the tragedy is that a man died, whoever that is. Whatever your personal relationship, you know, that that's interesting. It's cool to share, but we realize this is more about the man and his people. Show the artist some respect by playing some of his music. Checking out. Check out a few of the things he's done. If you can find it, he did a band in the uh the late nineties called The Home Wreckers. They only did a single, really gnarly a garage Punk? Garage, kind of? Garage Punk, kind of 70s Garage Punk meets some of that Man's Ruin record stuff, yeah. like Proto, Stoner, kind of right. like stuff. Really good. The single is hard to find. Right. I, meanwhile, you could, and Generation Records, because I'm pretty sure Todd brought them the singles. You could buy them yeah. at any time for a few years there. So, yeah. mm, uh, go out, check the man's music out, and find out a little bit more about what he's about, and, uh, you know, realize what the loss was here.
0: Yep.
1: All right. Uh, Don't forget the Straw Bill. Very well said. Don't forget the streets. Uh, uh, now, on to our regularly scheduled program.
2: I'll do the rewritten
1: Welcome to Axe to Grind One of you guys want to say it? The
3: oh. preeminent hardcore podcast <laughs> I like, you know what? Pat acts like this is like a video vlog because when he introduces, he puts on a smile. Dude is deadpan the entire time.
2: He goes, "Welcome to Axe to grind."
1: <laughs> no, he puts a smile on I'm because selling he, it.
2: Can, he knows you can hear a smile. Yeah, exactly. You're smizing
1: exactly. You I, you know what? I've have figured out on on all the things I do, I should be coming a little bit more peppy. You know what I mean? I'm too me. I'm too me all the time. Too right? on brand. I'm just me. But like yeah, I'm just I'm just, doing I'm me. just Pat. So, uh, but <laughs> You're like, uh, uh, I'm not I'm perfect. Not perfect. No, I'm, I'm not just perfect. Pat. I'm just Pat. But like it's Pat. I should be happier. You know what I mean? Oh. It's radio, right? I should be like, oh hey, it's the mongoose. You know what I mean? Like what, I, what would
2: you be doing today <laughs> if you weren't recording?
1: Uh, what sitting at your doing?
2: mom's house watching TV probably. Uh, yeah, I'm dog, I'm dog. That sports. actually would be nice. I'm
1: dog sitting, so I would be watching. Have you guys seen Q? No, the, not yeah. the not the the conspiracy theory, but yeah. the movie Q. It's Q. not ex- next gen, dude. No, no, no. It's it, it's Q. Like yeah, not you. It, no, it's about it's about I can't say it. The, Qbert. The, no, not Qbert. Um, the Mexican like dragon death god Q okay. catale whatever the fuck it is. Okay. It's yeah, a, yeah, Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, good Thank pronunciation. It, it's a it's a movie. Like with close, no, I was way way cuticles,
0: cuticles,
1: (laughs) so cucumber juice. It's a movie, Sansonite. It's a movie (laughs) way off about a dragon in New York who devours people. And It is so fucking ba- Like so it bites the head Off of window washers And okay. people that are just Sunbathing And shit like that. Mm-hmm. But is this it's like a sci-fi movie Yeah it's from like No it's from like 1983 And it oh, looks okay. It's like It's a stop motion Oh, and it oh looks, so it's like Clash I'm of the in. Titans Yeah I'm it looks in, like I'm trash in. And it's great And I, it's we're on gonna Amazon watch do, Are we gonna so, do a
2: watch through Right now
1: th- So that's what that I That might be the th- next episode
2: We <laughs> were <laughs> just okay. out, I mean I got Amazon
3: Prime You need
2: to do A non-hardcore episode Because we've preached this We said you can't Just do hardcore You'll burn out so we're just going to do an episode where we don't do any hardcore.
1: Okay, so actually, I want to talk about that this episode All right, shortly. Are we doing pre-production for the next episode? Yeah, we do yeah,
2: pre-production yeah. here all the time. Yeah. That's what you guys get. Quick, deep, let, deep. Let, let's hit our sponsors. Firstly, I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. And this is Death Wish, Inc.
1: Death Wish, Inc. Uh, is a sponsor. And uh, one of my favorite hardcore labels now has expanded to just a label. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like a label that puts out things that you could be of most stripes of subculture and probably find a record you really They've enjoy. they dabbled in
2: non-core for a long time, yeah. but they they care. They they want to be inclusive and do the whole thing. I'm going to recommend today. <laughs> oh, you got it. I do. The Modern Life is War Evolution Volume 2 Navy Blue Long Sleeve. Here, Tom, take a look at that. That's a classic looking hardcore shirt. It has a, a Gorilla
3: Biscuits vibe to it. Yeah,
2: it, but I it's like. a, a navy blue. It's got blue, light blue and red tones. Good for the fall. <coughs> Goes well with almost anything. Good for layering.
1: Did anybody I was so disappointed. Nobody was really feeling my free Charles Manson shirt. And I thought that was such a classic nod. You know what I mean? I, I was I was bummed.
2: But the Garfield me shirt is so good. I know. We need to go back. Did you guys get a cease and desist on that? No, no, but we, but No nothing from Paws Inc. No, we threw that one exclusively to Deathwish.
1: I know. So that's theirs. So I
2: want them to do it again. I'm gonna okay, hit them I up. mean I yeah, might, fine. I if it helps
1: get us out of debt, fucking take it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um
2: anything else we want to recommend from them? Because they do great shit. Um, I got a lot of positive feedback from folks about the
3: Super Unison song we played a couple weeks ago. Me too. People are like, "Oh, you know what? That really wouldn't be something that I'd probably be into usually, but I really, 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 really was into that song." I got yeah. a ton
2: of people that responded. That's to me cool. About same, that. exact same, and from people who I was not expecting <coughs> no. to hear from about it. Uh, I think that record's cool. I really, I hope that band tours a little bit. I think yeah, that'd me be too. cool. Uh, so do you know, if they do they have any
3: plans or anything like that? I
1: don't. I could find out before the end of this podcast. I think. Cool. Uh, mm-hmm. But the the. Uh, uh, post production so let's put, let's make that the, our suggestion then yes. you know I mean the super unison record which a lot of people connected with if you didn't listen to our episode uh, w- where we listen to music I get the best feedback period on those episodes uh yeah. so go check go check out the most recent one and you'll hear the super unison song pick it pick up the album
3: there's so much stuff out there and we are only Touching the very, yes. very tip of but the expert. But you know
2: what? We do try to make it easier because if you go to deathwishing.com and go to their store and enter the promo code... Axe to grind. And you... Spell that out. You get 10% off. You gotta yell it like you're in a mall. Yeah. Spell it out. Yeah. Triple B Records.
1: Mm. Uh, Triple B. Also, another great sponsor that we're proud to have on board because uh, Sam at Triple B is not so quietly putting out some of the best hardcore records uh, of the modern era. Uh, very diverse. Not Even if there's a record I don't like, I'm not mad at it because there's such a variety going now that I honestly did not think he was going to be able to maintain. But I have been very impressed uh, that seamlessly he maintains the same audience that either picks up that record or doesn't and keeps it moving with respect for the label. And uh, he's doing a cool thing. So, uh, same deal. If you go to that web store, which is... triplebrecords.limitedrun.com, You can enter the promo code... Axe to grind. And I urge you to spell, spell it out. Welcome, uh, 10%, 10%, 10% off. <laughs> if you buy the Wetzel's pretzels, <laughs> yell, spell it out.
2: <laughs> I got three recommendations. Okay. One. Well, three. Magnitude 7-inch. Mm-hmm. Two. Eco Strike. Time Is Now 7-inch. Three... And this is the one I really, I'm dying. And if you guys do this, I will send you something special. I need to see receipts on it. I'm going to talk to Sam. I need five people to order the Triple B coffee mug. It's mm. not expensive. It's actually, it looks like it it costs you to order about how much it cost us to make our goddamn mugs. No shit. Go order that Triple B coffee mug for you. I want that as a Christmas present for people. Christmas is common. Do your Christmas shopping early. Get your dad a Triple B mu- coffee, Triple B Records coffee mug, and I'll do something nice for you. Wow. I want to see a dad with a mad fucking, like a,
3: a broom handle mustache, just drinking a cup of coffee on <laughs> They have to I don't know My wife's out Returning all the gifts
2: He's got that He's got a warfare shirt on He doesn't know What yeah. any of that shit is He's and, like send know. demos What the hell's a demo <laughs> <laughs> I used to work in demo In WW2
1: Send
3: demos <laughs> What you're sending I'll just do it myself Back yeah.
1: before I did HVAC yeah. I, was, yeah. I was a demo guy
3: uh, I would also like to recommend A record that is coming out November 3rd officially mm. The Okulu Oh yeah, yeah. Self titled 7 inch mm. um, It's the demo on Wax Did, did I you just play their for a show Did you guys I, see it I didn't have I a chance a to go because it was because they went on at six thirty. I was still at work. Yeah, um, I heard they ripped it. Yeah, like
2: killed it. Looked awesome. Sounded looked like it sounded awesome. Yeah, everybody got was big reaction. They all pulled it off like clicked shredding and all that sort of stuff. I'm very excited to see what comes next for that band.
1: So, so I'm trading in a Kulu futures.
2: Yeah, we. Yeah, yeah. I think we're buying. What I want is a six song twelve inch EP next.
1: We bought early into the candy futures, yes. and oh, uh, we're rich as
2: fuck it's, right it's now. Pay, no, you dividends. know who else we bought in? Really hired mm-hmm. on fiddlehead. Ah, we bought in hard. I was thinking about this because we're inevitably going to be doing our best records of the year oh, not yeah. too far in the future, yeah, which means it'll be a year that
1: we were podcasting.
2: That's Fuck. crazy.
3: Um, one,
1: but I want to step st- closer to the icy embrace of the grave. Wow, and I'm about to
2: break mm. everything you say to me, like
1: one step closer <laughs> to the edge. Um, Chester, RIP, RIP, buddy. Yeah, wow, it's weird. We all looked to the sky, and wow.
2: I was trying to do a moment of silence. I mean, oh, I don't even bed. believe in Jesus, my I bad, did it too. No.
1: Well, no, but you believe in Chester. He's floating. I believe in Chester. Either. I don't believe in JC. Yeah, no.
2: Uh, JC and... Uh, Jason C- Collins from the Nets? Chester, CB, <laughs> WWCBD. Um,
1: there you go. CBD, put it on the route <laughs> Five... <laughs>
2: Sorry. I was dying in the car with the uh rig talk. Someone's
3: like, Oh Yo, man, you mentioned and under- I'm like, I'm just gonna say that. Like it's really you checking crazy. out my rig.
1: So here's a question. Are does he actually suggest you put the C B D oil on your on your- No. Okay. That was I that was a mashup that, a, that yeah, I did. No, no, he definitely does like
3: you know, Grease the rig. Yeah, they have like <laughs> a blue sh- they have like a blue chew, like you can't you know, if you can't get an erection, you should take oh. this pill. Yeah. They have a CBD thing mm-hmm. and they have something about making your ball smell pretty.
1: The ball smell pretty one feels like the most kind of like, is that necessary? Is it like a squatty potty where it seems ridiculous on the surface, but then is really effective and great? Do you oh. soap? Do, on my balls? On your body. Versus what? Not? Uh, okay. Do you just I, get in the see, shower you, and like yeah, dance yeah, around. I like, around this is a it
2: crazy it. question, but now you're trying to answer I, it and you I, don't know. What he's, you he's definitely he's like, how do I, I answer
3: know, this yeah. to sound like a regular Because I know him Well, <laughs> well
1: I make. I make Amelia kind of mad because if I don't you have... you just get wet? If I don't have any place to be, I'll just kind of shower for the fun of it. And not. And I'll come out and she'll be like, your armpits smell like you just got... That's like, why? Like you are not going... I don't like chemicals, man.
2: Dude. <laughs> We're so fucking
3: weird. Oh my um, God. I use two different kinds of soap if that's, if that's any... <laughs>
1: She gets so mad. I do an Irish <laughs>
3: Spring first coat, then I go back with some Dr. Bronner's to make sure I don't oh, smell. that's
1: nice. I because like that. you should see me clean dishes. I'll only use friction, and it makes people insane. I hate chemicals. I hate smell. Chemical, what about natural chemicals? soaps? There's you a should, lot. Yeah, no, I fuck with some natural soaps. You know what I mean? Like some, but so, you, uh, right, you know what? This some, is
2: a sincere call out. I think we have listeners who do like some soap stuff. If you make natural soaps and you want to be a sponsor, we'll do it in barter system. If you do something that's not in hardcore and you want us to promote it, I actually know that we've gotten good feedback on that. Hit us up. We'll barter. Let's go.
1: Yeah, that's true. We Uh,
2: like vegan food. We like. We like vegan food.
3: We like smelling good. We'd like Pat's armpits not to smell like a a nut sack.
1: Myballs.com. Look, I'm going to be honest. If I'm not leaving the house. I'm not cleaning this. No, but do you realize do you we record this at your house a lot, and I walk in
3: and
2: go, oh. Yeah, I mean, well, let's go to it's, the larger problem.
3: It stings the nostrils.
2: Let's talk about who is mentioned. Man, you never leave the house. This is kind of a problem. Amelia. Yeah. yeah. Who is essentially your landlord? Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: like who, to look at it that way. <laughs>
2: wow. It's who really, also it's has dark. now been, been told might have a problem when you have stinky
1: armpits? Mm, yeah. No, she, so... Here's the deal She doesn't Once, like your your
2: musk
3: man. Twice, no, she,
1: no she likes the three smell strikes, She's, just, you're she's out. just appalled That somebody could get in the shower And come out for smelling fun. the same Yeah that's you know the whole mean? point Because well, I'll, I'll shower for an hour yeah. And then come out And she'll be like Yo did you wash your armpits And I'll be like No it's my day off So what exactly are you doing in there Chilling Yeah Getting my best ideas There a seat yeah. in there? No, I lay in the shower Every time I've every Laying time in I, the
2: shower Is a fantastic experience I lay
1: in the shower It's amazing
2: You lay
3: you I let pee the water the too, I let,
1: Oh, I pee all yeah. over my feet yeah. I, I pee on everything
3: No yeah. athlete's foot for you No,
1: no. I, I try to stay ahead of it
3: You're like Taco from the
1: league I Just try to stay ahead of it I pee on my feet all the time I'm the like, I'm like life
2: code Jorge, Piss on your feet
1: Pee on your hands Jorge Posada <laughs> You know what I mean? Do you not put deodorant on? Uh, okay, no, sorry, we're getting into my personal hygiene here well, I mean, I, 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 I'm allergic. Did you
2: notice how he avoided the soap questions But gave a long answer to say no No, no, yeah. no,
1: I fuck with soap I fuck with, I, fuck with I fuck with Dr. Soap. Bronner's And my girl gets some mad expensive natural shit And I'll fuck mm-hmm. with all that But if I'm at somebody's house And all they got is like like uh, yeah. Axe body wash or some shit mm-hmm. I'll just smell, you know what I mean? Because I don't need those chemicals on you my You don't bring body. your own shit on tour? No, I'm an animal I don't bring my own towel I don't bring my own fucking I don't bring anything
3: You don't bring like toiletries with you?
1: Toothbrush, toothpaste Toothbrush, toothpaste, you don't brush your hair? I've, I haven't washed my hair in five years Six years maybe Are you kidding me? No if you, if you don't wash your hair You don't need to wash your hair
3: That is some bullshit No it's true That is some weird ass It's like, true
1: It's like being a duck it, Your body naturally uh, regulates the oils
3: if you don't wash your hair, you don't have to wash your hair. That's the way it works. That you is some circular, through, weird nah, bullshit. You
1: go through five weeks of it being mad greasy, and then you are good for life. Then you're just greasy all the time. Nah, no, you're good for You, f- f- <laughs> <laughs> you don't really look hair. greasy. No, I'm not no, greasy. I'm killing it.
3: But you do wet it. Yeah.
2: That's so fucking good. Yeah, he's weird. laying down in there. I'm laying.
1: Yeah, yeah it's, it's unavoidable.
2: A, do you wear a cap?
1: Nah, like no, it, cap. No, cap. <laughs> no cap. No cap. No cap. No cap. Yeah. So. Uh, Sorry, everybody. Anyway, I'm allergic to most deodorants, so I use that crystals. Okay. Oh.
3: Love the crystals. Love the crystals. All right. Well, we're gonna work on some soaps. So there's a store in my building that sells Dr. Bronner on the cheap. Can I get you some Dr. Bronner?
1: Wait, I've I've got Dr. Bronner. I'm just saying. If, like, I
2: think there might be some good options out there.
1: Oh, guys, I, I, yes, I know options. what soap is. <laughs> and also I my, know
2: what soap is. I just all, don't use it.
1: Also, my girl. I don't know if you noticed this. She's like put together. Like her shit is on point.
3: Like yeah, Yeah. even when she's trying to be sloppy, she ain't
1: sloppy. Yeah, no, it's like she poses her ass when she like wears like oh, like uh, uh, like like I'm wearing
3: sweats. Like yeah, yeah, you still
1: look good. But she's very put together. She loves all that. Like Mm -hmm. she's minimal, but she loves skincare, loves all that shit. Yeah, of course. So so uh, she's got the expensive. She was excited. Let me get it like this. The excitement. The last two days has been that we're almost finished the Dr. Bronner's because she's so excited to try this new, new product that she got. And I'll fuck with all the shit. You gotta I'm just step saying, it up, man. I'm I gotta. Say, yeah, no. If
3: your girl's excited, to, you know what's been great? I'm almost out of soap. If that's with her, like. <laughs> no, please. You may wanna bring some flowers home after this. Something. <laughs> something, man. Step it up a little bit. Something. Bring her home, like. Extra. She loves
1: that shit. Like, I mean, a lot of people
3: do, and it's fine.
1: Yeah. I mean, point is. I'm not as grimy. I
3: as run it. around in the like. I make believe I'm singing in the rain and I'm dancing. A
1: I, I love the shower. It's where I get some real thoughts going. Uh, thought but no, no. Uh, and I'm not as grimy as we're all sounding. I no,
2: you're it's a clean just dude. my day off, clean dude. I understand. Day I mean,
1: off. I mean, you're Met. playing fast and loose with o- Yeah, well, it's not the cleanest, but the day w- off. That man shirt. Mmm, smelly. Oh, I put my hand on it. Smelly. All right, what do we got?
3: Are you gonna wear that purge shirt until
1: Halloween? It is a Halloween-ish shirt. It's very new metal. It looks like it could be Slipknot. So so here's the question. Kiss me.
2: It was either a comic book related shirt or a movie and I'm glad it was the movie.
1: So sometimes I'll wear it on tour and I never know if people get the reference that it's a Purge shirt.
3: No. No. I love those movies. That's the only reason why I knew it. Okay. And she was a, a scary character. Yeah, yeah. Do you know who? No, do you know who it is? I do, yeah, well, I don't know her name. I don't. No, no, no. I, but I'm, you know, not, you're familiar. I'm not
1: steeped in the lore. You're yeah. familiar with the
3: character. <laughs> yes, she's the one who's fucking with uh, Bubba from Bubba Grump Shrimp. Right, right. The right, guy that right. owns yeah. the bodega that she. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: like big time, like harassing the the kind people of yes. the bodega. Yes. yes. Um, okay, today. Yes, we're is the, the greatest.
2: greatest. Damn. We're not going to spend the whole episode talking about Patrick's uh, box. Do you doors. want to talk about all of our, like, routines? What's your Ritual. routines? What do you we got? Should, what do I do? Um, what do I do? Uh, it's do shower. you shower every day? Yes. No matter if you're going out or not? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Sometimes more than once. Depends on how I'm feeling. Sometimes it's nice to just lay in there. Um, we have a stand-up shower, so sometimes I just have to sit yeah, and like, yeah. lean back with the knees, and it's tough. It, it's kind of depressing. <laughs> Um, soap all the time. I use a bar soap sometimes. Oh, Man, interesting. It doesn't fuck with that. She thinks it's weird, but I like it. <laughs> a um, lot of
1: people think it's dirty, but I don't is. really oh, understand. Yeah, like no once really the like f- once the first layer goes away. Yeah,
3: but how many, have you ever gone into a shower at somebody's house and there's a pube on it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. oh,
2: my, you have to have no hair on that thing. You that thing better be clean. You gotta like do like the yeah. You gotta move. Really, it around. there shouldn't be a lot of hair in your shower. Period. in, in end of story. Whether you with you know, and, and women have more hair, so sometimes typically, they have hair, yeah, my and girls and
1: leaves, hair. Hair. leaves hair everywhere, and for me that's weird because because I'm like a thing I'm religious about. A thing I'm religious about is if I shave, uh-huh. no hair. No hair. I don't mm-hmm. want to leave a trace. You shave in the shower? I shave. I do my first pass in the shower. Yeah, and then do some touch up. And then I'll I look do, in the mirror. I started doing
2: shaving in the shower, and I'll get right under the water, have it water, because I don't use any shave foam or gel or anything. Oh, wow. Nothing. What? Dry. I never have.
1: What? what? I'm sorry. But do I mean no. skin, Since I was if young, you use
2: hot water, you don't really need the. Never. Really? Don't use it. Yeah, man. Have you ever dry shave that shit? Yo! Fucked. Dry shave socks. It's
3: so, so, just so I.
1: I I can't I straight up like if I shave with a safety razor or something like that, yeah, yeah. my skin is cashed. I'm I'm not looking like a real person. Welcome to Gentleman's Corner. Yeah, Robert Thomas. Rub that C B D. Yeah.
2: You don't um, shave too much, right? No. And how often do you have to shave? If you do a clean shave, when's the next time you have to shave?
1: Okay, so I haven't done a clean shave in ten years. Uh, but I will do a No, like you know, like, you, I, no, like I, use, I use clippers on my face. Oh, really? That's the closest oh, I so come that's to... That's probably why. You know what I mean?
2: But yeah, it, I use a clean shave. I use this. Is that... Oh, those clippers
3: only used for one reason.
2: No, they go everywhere.
3: Okay,
0: that's I yeah. fuck. No,
2: it's good. Um, <laughs> but I'll do that. I shaved, uh, I shaved yesterday. Mm-hmm. starting to come back.
1: Yeah, you're not brutal, though.
2: You're not getting, brutal, but give me... By the end of the recording, it's going to be a little thicker. It's not get, 5 o'clock shadow, but it comes. Are you a beard guy? Do I get a w- beard? Were you ever a beard No, guy? never.
1: But you, but I'll, you I'll, look I'll like grow you got good
2: coverage. Pretty good coverage. I don't have any splotches. Right? No, I do. But I get—I used to have—I used to have red beard, and now it's gray as hell, like yeah. little splotches them, of that. an yeah. old age, buddy. Yeah, I know. It's been—it's been, it's been great for a while. Um, but yeah, shave. I, I don't like shaving. I had a job once where they tried to make me shave every for the day. Yankees? When you mm, played no, the Yankees? I wish. I wish. No <laughs> sideburns. These are side. What are you talking about? Um, let's see. Uh, that's it. I have a body gel that I use, but I don't love it. I don't use it that often. Um, but yeah, I try to shower. I was I try to shower before I go to sleep cuz I don't like being sticky. But if I can't, I'll deal with it. Um yeah, what about you, Tom? I'm a multi shower day
3: person. No shit. Sure.
1: Yeah. Morning yeah. evening?
3: Sometimes. If I'm going out.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: So what I do, shower in the morning before I go to work, mm-hmm. get home from work, shower, go like I'll make okay. time. To get it. Like it would probably be easier. Like if I want to from my office to this concert yeah. or to this random thing I'm going to, I will hustle home just to get 15 minutes in the shower. No, I feel to that's a
2: nice out. decompress. I like
3: that. Yeah. I feel
1: that. And if I've been on anything like a bus or a crowded subway, oh, yeah. it's a shower for sure. Yeah, you know what I mean, crowded subway is really tough. I got other people's disease on me. I don't yeah. this
3: shit. I'm a bar soap and a bro, and a and a Dr. Joe, Bronner's I'm guy. Honest,
1: mm. Nice. Okay. Okay.
3: Um, sure. I still haven't read the entire Dr. Bronner's bottle.
1: Oh, I have. have it's you? changed.
3: Has it? Yeah Is he
1: still alive? Nope
3: So someone is like
1: Dr. B Yeah Uh, He's got a fascinating history He was uh, I mean his
3: bottle is covered with
1: So he was This is what kind of brain he is Was Uh, He was in an asylum uh, And 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 he was He (laughs) stared out the window He was there for like a year And he stared out the window every day At a factory across the river And the first place he went When he got out of the fucking asylum was to that factory to explain that their smokestacks, that there was a certain amount of loss, that they, like, whatever the, yeah. you know, whatever the thing is, right? That they could be more efficient. And they were like, uh, do, do you have an appointment? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, 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 he, and he's explaining it to them. And they're like, okay, um, who are you? And he's like, well, I, you know, I'm a soap maker, or I forget what he was at that time. he make cosmetics or something. But he's sure. like, but, you know, I, uh, I I just had a view of your, Spot from the asylum across the way, and they're like, they're like, yeah, yeah, thank you so much for the suggestion, sir. Yeah. You know, I mean? we'll take it under advisement. Uh, but that was the kind of mind he was, you know. Uh, moral ABCs fascinating. It's just like if you just took like a person who mishmashed 10 different things and then a bunch of weirdly Kipling uh, writings,
3: oh, yeah, that's weird. Uh, is I that play- what you do in the shower? That's why you're in there for an hour? Trying to, yeah, try to a, read your A, I, a through some Z reading. Exactly <laughs> Some light reading The
1: moral ABCs uh, what, what, what is it? Uh, uh, all one or none All right You know what I mean?
2: We in All one or none that's it. You guys want to talk about hardcore for a little bit? Yeah, hardcore. The, we, get, we should do the non-core. We're gonna do the no-core episode soon. That it was pretty like, no-core. Not yeah. talking about the COC. Long, that was like fifteen minutes. I mean,
1: no-core. You painted Almost me as 20. a you painted me as a crusty. So it's a little. It was a little hardcore. We're well,
2: getting ready for War Profiteer? here.
3: That's mm. true. We're just gonna keep dropping this until yeah, it's like.
1: Always. Oh, it is. It's already a thing. I got the demos, and they are at least. They're currently in their current state. You could probably put them out on a small label.
3: Demo. I thought that was a demo someone sent you for harm reduction. No, That's no, no. That's how good it, it sounds. It, it,
2: demo release will be available on the, the self-defense tour for between three and five debt credits?
1: Yes, 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 yes. Sure. Uh, and uh, it will include a USB that uh, has uh, writings on uh, tax redirection. And uh, also, uh, how to 3D print your own handgun.
0: And the
3: Anarchist cookbook.
2: If you want, I'll make a little, like, uh, I I make paper sometimes. Mm. It'll be recycled from old books. Oh, I like this. Yeah, so we'll make a little thing and maybe... Maybe I'll screen it with like fruit dyed ink or something. I'm like with that because I can do that. Okay. Uh, rem- that does happening? anybody
1: remember when uh, the, the only place I ever really saw this was the Earth Crisis releases that said uh, produ- uh, made on recycled paper using soy based inks? Yes. You remember that? Yes. Um, I got to check to see if that's still a thing that is seen as more efficient for the environment or not. I don't I was know. Just
2: checking something. Um,
1: okay. <clears throat> Core. Hardcore. We did an episode a
2: while ago. We called it Unsolved Mysteries. And really it was about Wong. rewritten history. Um, and uh, rewritten histories of bands. And that, just to kind of give you the explanation, the long blah blah sometimes, over time, things get misremembered. Views get skewed. Perceptions change. Stories change change and we're kind of with that but sometimes you gotta go wait a second that doesn't wait really that's not right is it and so here we are to check some of those stories and again we say your timeline is not the truth your truth might be different than our truth but we're trying to give you at least a version of it that we're vetting through three people
1: that's a good way to put that Uh, who controls the narrative so Where do we want to start? I'm going to
2: start with a band from the Garden State Mm. One might call them Garden State Hardcore Mm. If you're of a certain vintage, you might remember their shirts with that on them Mm. Talking about Ensign Okay You guys are both familiar with the band Ensign? I am familiar
1: familiar. I think a band that I saw by accident more than any other band maybe besides Hatebreed
2: I am not surprised by that um, you saw Hatebreed on, by accident?
1: Yeah, when I first was going to shows in Albany, uh, Hatebreed was... Played everything. I want to say that they were in their like, most will-jump-on-anything tour cycle. Yeah,
2: against all opposition. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I, I think I've seen Hatebreed and Ensign a lot by accident.
2: And that makes sense. Ensign popped off. So what's the current narrative of Ensign? Um, and I, I say this, they're, they haven't been a band for a pretty long time now. Um. Is that accurate? Um, like, yeah. not an active band. Like, those dudes yeah. are still around. They still do stuff. <coughs> Tim, for example, is in the band Fuck It, I Quit. It's mm. a pretty active band. But they haven't been an active band. They haven't released a new record since, like, 2003. Something like that.
1: Right.
3: Really?
2: I think so. Yeah. There might have been an EP after that. What was that? Was the last record wasn't the cover's record, was it? Hate the music, love the, love the music, hate, hate the kids. The kids. Was yes. that, that's the last record. That's the last, in that's every last, every last issue. Thing. Wow, wow. So, <clears throat> the thing that's happened is that they have been written out of a large swath of history from the time period I'm going to talk about, which is the late 90s. And this late 90s revival. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of these bands. Floor Punch, Ten Yard Fight, In My Eyes.
1: So that's a simple math right there. People have repainted the 90s to mean... 90s hardcore quote unquote which now they see as a genre which mm-hmm. is Earth Crisis and Strife you know what I mean that's basically what people paint as 90s hardcore uh, which I'm okay with that being the uh, uh, the genre I'm, I'm okay with that being quote unquote 90s hardcore sure but that certainly doesn't tell the actual story
2: of- I think 15 years ago I would have said 90s hardcore was more like <sighs> was more, to me, the slower New Age stuff, mm-hmm. but then obviously the Victory stuff. I feel like that definition has shifted more to f- to the populist view, which is like, yeah, Earth Crisis was more important and relevant than the New Age stuff. Right, uh, Snapcase was more popular and relevant and probably more important. Strife kind of came from the New Age world, but we're more a Victory band, and that stuff... And still, there's the nod at the New Age stuff for sure. The Outspokens, the Unbrokens, the Mouthpiece. Those are there. But I'm talking about the late 90s where there's the revival, right? Right. And people still remember Floor Punch. Floor Punch is the one that survived out of that. Is that, you think, an accurate thing? Of that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I I mean, if you like that kind of stuff, Floor Punch is the top of the pops. Then you go to In My Eyes, they were quality. Like, there was a time In My Eyes was probably more popular and a busier band than Floor Punch was. Oh, definitely. Right? And that's kind of forgotten, too. Ten-yard fight. They, maybe out of all of these bands, because of their name and imagery, was striking and was a brand in a way that the rest of those bands weren't quite. And, like, I think they were a lot of introductory because it was like, oh, this is a football straight edge band? What? You know? Um, But they weren't by the end they weren't as popular other than being like a name that was known throughout and everyone either hated them or kind of liked them and thought they were cool. In 1996, 1997, I think it's almost undeniable that Ensign was right in that bag with Mm. those kind of bands. They weren't a straight edge band, but they were in that world and they played those shows with the floor punch, 10 yard fights, fast break, rain on the parade, uh, you know, Rancor, Atari. Atari, all that kind of stuff. Cause there's, and even more so than that, they weren't in the second tier. The second tier is when you get down to Rain on the Parade and Atari and Rancor. There's a whole world of that. They were right there with the floor punch and, and in my eyes and 10 yard fight bands.
3: I would say glo- like globally, they were bigger than they got almost bigger. all of those bands.
2: They absolutely got bigger. Um, and I think they were probably at the time. I'm talking like that early era, 96, oh, okay. 97, because yep. they definitely got bigger. There's no, I don't even think you can make an argument other than maybe in my eyes, on a recognized level. But Ensign toured more than them and played more right. than I them. I mean, and Ensign went on would, like, bigger Gilman and do like you know. They they did a lot. Their early stuff. They released two seven inches on Indecision, then do an LP on Indecision. I think the two seven inches are like 96, 97. And then the LP comes out 97 as well, or later on in 97. Those two seven inches are right in that lane. It's faster than most of the new age catalog of stuff. It has some of those undertow... Like, like you can tell that the that it's coming from some people who like 90s stuff, you know? But it's more influenced by New York. They're sick of it all influences. There's parts of those first two seven inches where I hear youth of today. There's also a lot of vision, a lot of like almost melodic leaning into the verbal assault style type thing but they were a part of that world and they've been written out of it
1: yes uh,
2: like they're not talked about they were on the growing stronger comp but they are written out of it my reason they were too good at being a band okay went, pro they they went pro let's always speak, touring, let's speak always, on that because
1: yeah. I, my role for this particular band is going to be to occasionally ask questions because sure. while I've seen this band many times, uh, th- all the bands you just listed, yes, in that scene, are of zero interest to me. Correct, and I have, I want to, I want to contribute to the conversation. Except in my
2: eyes, you said you liked it in my eyes.
1: I mean, of those acts, that's probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no ten yard fight, huh? No, I, don't I, th- see him liking I think family. I own, I anyway. own the material. But like Hardcore Pride, man, it's great.
3: I mean, I'm down. Sign me up. I, th- I th- you never, gave I think shit if we listen
0: kids. to it now,
1: <coughs> yeah, like Bob, you probably revisited it ahead of them announcing that they were doing a show. I- I'd imagine, or, or I
2: revisited it at some point, yeah. In okay. the last year,
1: in the last year, Tom, you revisit, yeah, okay. Yeah. Does it stand up at all?
2: Yeah, actually, um, Hardcore Pride does, and the last record does. Um, well, so that's when the only way, or is this way the only way, that? yeah, the only <laughs> way, yeah. It's it goes Hardcore Pride, which is. So there's Demo 95, Hardcore Pride, which is a 7-inch CD on EVR puts out both together. Mm. Then there's the highly anticipated but ultimately very disappointing um, LP, Back on Track. Right, And then the final 7-inch, The Only Way. Um, Production on all of them is pretty good. Hardcore Pride, it's funny because in terms of like New York style, like mosh parts... There's almost none, but there's a lot of 90s parts on it and a lot of like borderline chuggy parts, but they were slightly faster and branded themselves right? cleaner, so yep. that's 10-yard fight. Um, but the production holds up decently. <laughs> Do, could I possibly connect to it like I did when I was 16? Yeah, sure. No. Yeah. But, you know, so, there is a tongue-in-cheek mm-hmm. nature to it that like yes. enables it to like, they're being serious, but there's a self-awareness of like,
1: Okay. We're also True. singing
2: about football. Yeah. Um, back in 82 when the Cowboys were strong. We played flag football, football all, all day
3: long. Yeah, long.
1: Until, uh, you lost me. A, until until
2: 83 when dad said it was time. We played tackle together. We crossed the goal line.
1: I don't know if that's... If there's real sentiment buried in there or if that's those just days are Those thing are can't get it back. Oh, I mean, Jesus. I know
2: all the lyrics. Maybe for... Every time you're something. all
1: right. I, I didn't mean to it's derail wrong. us. Anyway, Let's go so. back. Ensign is different than that because Ensign, as you said, was maybe too serious for some.
3: <sighs> I mean, so right. So say for we know four punch and tour. No, did like in my eyes tour. But Tor. the only thing I can think of, and this is probably totally off. The only in my eyes tour I can think of is the Rev one would speak and Bennett in a thousand.
2: I believe they did that, and I believe they did maybe one other. And they did like a West Coast weekend. They did a fly out West Coast weekend. They did the Rev Tour. And then they did Europe. They might have done Europe. (coughs) They did Europe at least once, maybe twice. And ended up breaking up during the... They did a European tour. I don't know if they did two. They did a European tour Uh where they went over and the singer left the band and they had um roadies finish it up and that essentially signaled the end of the band they broke up on their last show was Edge Day 2000 they from 1998 on I think their shows in the US were relatively sparse after the Rev Tour alright
3: yeah I'm just saying this in comparison to like say Ensign
2: and Ensign I think from like 97 on toured like Constantly. a fucking like a, a motorboat and their first two 7 inches came out on Incision their first LP came out on Incision what people don't know is that then you go through everything else. Ten Yard Fight, their demo, their first seven inch is on Big Wheel, which did well, but then the the e, then is reissued on EVR, decent size label, big. Indecision was as big as EVR at that time, mm. or close, same distribution at least. Floor Punch, they get their demo and seven inch reissued on EVR as Goal Line Stand, but seven inch comes out on In My Blood, small label. In My Eyes self release demo that comes out a little later than that stuff. I think the In My Eyes demo was '97, maybe '96, 96, maybe '96. 96. Um, and then goes right to Revelation. But the Ensign stuff comes out on Indecision and gets attention and gets out there everywhere and they go tour. And like my comparison is they they looked around and everybody looked around and looked at the late '80s and what was going on. And Ensign was like, oh, we can we can be sick of it all. Sigvidal does the way it, it does the together comp, does their seven inch on rev. That stuff goes redone on the way it is. And then they go and do their LP on, is it?
3: Oh, it's on in effect
2: in effect. And they bust out and they just say, Oh, we're not no. going to be like just a New York band. We're not going to just do this. We can do this and do more. And that's what Ensign did. I think they followed that model and they went and toured and they toured with a bunch of bands. Tour with the good riddance. And then do a split with Good Riddens, which Un-orphaned is where I think records. they're an orphan. Shout out Jerry. Jerry. What's up? Also did the Uprise seven inch. Shout out. Also did the H O can't get off the phone seven inch. I own it. Shout out Sperm, <laughs> um, who's the nickname of the dude who drew the cover of the H yeah. O can't get off the phone seven inch. It was a contest, so look at that record. Quite the artiste. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> Oof, not good. <laughs> He's a pro skater though. He's good friend. Mm. we fall on his head a lot. <laughs> I'm sure he did. All right. um, so. Regardless, I think they, by by the time their LP comes out, they were a big band. Like, a lot of the dudes who were a little older than me in New Jersey looked at Ensign the same way they looked at Floor Punch. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a band who's, this is our band. Like, a lot of these dudes who were around for the last stages of Mouthpiece and loved it, but no, here's our bands, Ensign and Floor Punch. Awesome. But the Ensign LP comes out, and I actually listened to it. It's good. I, like I always was like, I liked the first Enson 7-inch. I really like, because it was the 90s and that's the record I got. And I didn't have the second 7-inch and I didn't have the LP, but that's the stuff I was most familiar with. When I would see them live, those were the songs I was waiting for. That was the shit I liked. And then I got that other stuff. And I was like, oh, this is good. But I listened to it objectively. I'm like, oh, objectively, the first 7-inch is the most 90s. The second seven inches faster, and actually has parts that I was like, oh, this is really good. More so I like this production wise. It was the worst production they had, I think. And then I listened to the LP and I'm like, I don't know why I wrote this off. This is good-ish, you know, like this is cool. They play and they start getting huge. They got they got more popular than all those other bands I was talking about, at least for a minute. With who? Nationally. Note that these bands, everyone else we're talking about, I think Ten Yard Fight toured a little bit, but didn't tour like in the middle of the country. Mm. Ensign was
1: doing full U.S. tours. But I I guess what I'm asking is, who's the fan? Everybody. Like like they were doing
2: Good Riddance tours. They were doing Sick of It All tours. They were doing AFI tours. Mm. They were playing to a large audience. And that's why their second LP comes out on Nitro. Okay. Which right, is right, 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 A bigger label. Nitro's the label that did all the early AFI material. Yeah. I think the dude from Offspring owned it. Dexter yeah. Holland. Yeah. 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 Pretty fly for a white guy. Sure. Fun fact: Their offices were right down the road from Revelation for a very long time. And apparently, they were next door to Indecision. Indecision was like in the Rev offices, I think.
3: Oh, maybe that's why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what it says on the. Doing Wikipedia. Oh, nice. We, yeah, uh, yeah. Um,
1: all right. So, no, no,
2: so I think they got written out of it. And I'm not gonna stand here for them. Like, I really like the first seven inch partial nostalgia. I think if you're somebody who likes stuff from the world of verse, have heart, that kind of material, if you listen to Ensign, you'd probably like it. Yeah. Um Do you like Strife. Strife for sure. Yeah, there's another easy comparison point. Yeah. But like they get lost. They were very much like like a terror that Terror had. Has had ups and downs in popularity. Mm-hmm. Ensign wasn't at the same scale that Terror always has been at, but they were in a level where it was like, hey, this is a band who can go tour and you know, I'm not gonna count people's pockets, but like they did the band full time, yeah. you know, and were very successful. I've told the story of being at Chicago Fest, which was a largely punk hardcore fest, like on the more like punkish side of things, and Ensign fucking killed it. They didn't steal the show. But they might as well have because the entire room was circle pitting for them in spring 2000 in a time where their shows in New Jersey had dipped a little bit. And then they came back. Like They're a band who I get to watch in that time period go up and down. And I don't think they get the due that they actually deserve. Okay. So I want to give, uh, give props to that and say that their history got kind of written differently than it actually is. I don't think they're a band people talk about much today, but like they totally were a part of that world. They were a band who was part of the resurgence in more classical late 80s sounding hardcore coming back, and they were totally a part of it. Yeah, and I mean in Jersey they were a phenomenon. Yeah. Oh, their shows and and you know, in thinking about this, I talked to some of my friends who were a little older, and they're like yeah, Ensign shows were bigger than Floor Punch shows for a minute. And even when they were... Like, they were uh, even keel. I saw them at the same shows and the Ensign reaction would be just as big as Floor Punch and vice versa.
0: Yeah.
3: You know, so... And they toured a lot, man.
2: Yeah.
1: How, really do you, how do you sell this to a kid, though? I, I, like, look, I don't know anyone who is young who named checks Ensign. I know. And...
2: I, I my, my sell would be they sonically are more reminiscent of stuff that I hear now mm. and stuff that I heard 10 years ago than Floor Punch. And that I don't, you know what I mean? Like for as much love as Floor Punch gets, and I love Floor Punch, a band I really enjoy. I see a lot of bands who w- say they sound like them or and they kind they of something, they don't. No one really sounds like Floor Punch. No, you know why? Because a lot of them miss the miss the story, which is like, yeah, they have like New York style drum beats and like break parts, but they're also going for really fast. Right. You know, like if you want to sound like them, listen to Brightside, but strip out some of the more metal leads and then listen to straight ahead and speed it up. Yeah. And so it's hard. I think like like I really do. An early Axel Grand episode, we somehow made a have heart ends in comparison. And I hear that both being kind of like strife-adjacent parts and then also having slightly melodic parts that add in. Like, if you're just hearing this and you like any of the bands I've mentioned, oh, and I even heard Chain of Strength parts in a song. Tim would be so bummed. (laughs) It's okay, but I hear it and, you know, like... I can hear that too, yeah. You know, I, I just think that that's a band who unduly, like... They had an interesting relationship with New Jersey, and I mean, this is this is a thing where I'm. I could say it to a lot of places, where a place falls in love with your band and then falls out of love, and then a new crop falls in love with your band and they fall out of love. You were know,
3: you, were you in attendance at the Four Punch Ensign football game?
2: No, no, I was too young for that. Wait, okay, because that was like kind of. Like that was a legend. legendary, yeah. yeah. Floor punch won by a lot. <laughs> I mean, they had like fucking didn't like Porter played college U- football? Yeah, he blew out his knee, or he would have probably gone to Florida State. Shout out, um, I someone. He's a big it dude. Was, was a Detox? like someone detox did was a, a ringer. Zine? Did he do a zine Someone about it?
3: I found. I'll have to find it, but there's definitely a um, like a write up about it. Like Look, Edson I mean, got here's, slaughtered. Here's the
2: deal. Yeah, Nate Gluck. I going believe the deal. The, the way people put it is, it was a football game. And one team of like punk dudes who came from a punk background showed up. And the other team was came named in cleats. floor punch and they yeah. knew how to play football. <laughs> right. So, they
3: had cleats and and Tim showed up in like cut off shorts. Yeah.
2: So, so yeah. But legendary. And it, so. <clears throat> floor punch burned out bright, you know? And Ensign, it's, it's not. I hope they don't take this in any sort of way, but they, they faded out a little bit, but they kept doing... They weren't fading out. They played everywhere, and they did banging numbers in a lot of places, yeah. a lot of people loved them, and it's just... They were an entry point band for a lot of people. Absolutely. Yeah, they were. Yeah. age range. Right, that I recall. And they... I think it's... You know, you guys are Sick of it all super fans, so this is said at a level below, but they did a lot of things that Sick of it all was doing. They were doing the grimy work, touring playing and they played a lot of places and opened up a lot of spots to do hardcore shows. Yeah, So, so props to them. I think that uh, I can still listen to the first 7-inch and the second 7-inch. Um, it's all out there. And the LP, the first LP is really good. They lose me on the second LP musically. It just wasn't my thing. But And then they do a third LP where they change it up sonically. But I think that's what happens. They kind of caught flack for that at the time, but they had been a band for six years and they were doing the thing. The legend always goes: If Floor Punch was going to write a record after Fast Times, they were going to have to learn how to write metal leads because they're like, "Oh, if we're going to do this, our next record's got to be like, like New York style. Like we're going to have to do Brightside meets Born to Expire kind right, of like right. metal leads." Hmm.
1: I just, I wish that there was a way. Like everything, I haven't disagreed with anything that's been said here. I. Just feel like Ensign is Really far out of the collective Consciousness right now and yeah. I don't Know like everything we said I'm curious Yo if you're if you are uh, Say under 25 and you're Hearing this and I Write us okay
2: if you were born after
1: 1993 there you go Write us and tell us If you know what Ensign is Yep be honest doesn't matter Nobody yeah, judging you yeah, we're not, and, yeah. and What <clears throat> What if any significance it has, like where you would tear it?
2: No, and I don't. Yeah, I don't think they would. And, and, and it's hard because it's like, look, I'm assuming that.
1: But like do people on the, think that's just a New Jersey thing? And they might. And
2: it wasn't because they no, were doing I, better. Please, I know, but yeah, like, and they the California did. California, yeah. There is probably times, and I know that this is true, where they would go on tour and do much better than they did in New Jersey, right? And and like that's not just Henson. That's a lot of bands, like. I think there's a lot of myths. The band Mental, they they had a couple big shows in Boston. Mm. But outside of the big shows, they'd play there and it'd be empty room. Right. Or, you know, just the, because, you know, and this, there was just different scenes in that place, you know? And, like, the the small shows that have heart when they were just starting and Guns Up when they were just starting, Verse when they were just starting, were playing, weren't really a part of the, like, mental scene and the mental scene was people who were getting older and, you know, that was different. Ensign was doing big tours and when they'd come home, sometimes they'd have a big show and sometimes they wouldn't, mm. you know? And and then New Jersey was starting to do new things and then there'd be a new wave of people who embraced them or people who were like, nah, that's not, yeah, that's not what we're, we're not a part of that, that's fine, you know? I'm,
1: I'm gonna find like a silk dress to put on Ensign because I, I we just need to make this sexier because I, I feel like, I, like...
0: Yeah, yeah no, just...
2: and it's hard because I think, is there a sexiness to... Things that were really heavy a part of that, like like, you can get away with telling the story of the late '90s revival stuff, the like floor punch in my mm-hmm. eyes, ten yard fight, and not mention Ensign, and that's kind of the part. Oh, you can get away with telling that without they fall between them. narratives.
1: That yes. makes that makes sense. Okay, there you go. Right, because they so, were
3: playing the Fat Records and and Nitro shows. Where you know four punch is an opening for fucking
2: you know whatever the
3: fuck. right
1: and so Sonic, no, sonically, sonically and- it's not it's it's neither fully that nor is it new age you know but and and it, it so
2: wasn't clear and it but to make it very clear, they were an entry point band, but they were clearly not a an uncanny valley band right they were clearly a hardcore band who started and stayed that. But they got to a size where then it was like, here's these opportunities being offered to us. We're going to do this, and we're going to work hard. And they opened the door for a lot of other bands to do stuff like that. Mm. But that might have hurt. That might have undermined their, you know, quote unquote legacy or longstanding thing. And and you know, to be quite honest, if you go back to that time period, their material holds up. Better than a lot of second tier shit that right. people might throw them into. Right. Okay. And like, I mean, I don't think there are any tier. Like it's floor punch and nothing else. To I most think younger kids. To, to younger people, yes. it's floor punch. Then the tier under that, I think you get 10-yard fight in my eyes.
3: I think that's even a stretch.
2: I, I don't I know think if there is a, a second tier. I think I think They think might a gap. be the third tier and there is no second tier. Okay. And then there's a, a tier below that, which is where you get all the like, like, maybe and Handside used to be a tier above that because that record came out on EVR it used to be but then they got bumped down just cause it's been lost in the sands of time totally but lost. then you get Ataris the Rain on the Parades the Rancors the stuff that's like oh I'm into this let me dig harder to find what's under the surface right, right and right. see if there's any hidden gems sure. so uh, Ensign was at the time in that group A of these bands and has been written out of that and they were a part of that
1: Okay. I uh, I guess myself and our listeners, go check out Ensign. You know, I mean, it's yeah. been a while, it's been many years for me.
2: And my recommendation is that the, they did a compilation CD, three years, something, something months, da 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 days, and it serves kind of as their black flag first four years. Right. That's the stuff I, I dig into. Uh, the first LP, Direction of Things to Come, is worth checking out too. So, Boom. all right. Rewritten history. Next. What do we got? Uh,
1: this one is me lobbing a ball up in the air and hoping you guys catch it. T- Texas is the reason that the president's dead.
3: Named it after Misfits song. Very clearly, did not like the Misfits. They <laughs> said that in interviews. You're like, yeah, we don't really like the Misfits. We just I- thought it was a cool line. Yeah,
1: <sighs> I mean, that's cool to me. That's cool. I yeah. like that sort. Of <sighs> shit. I like that sort of shit.
2: I don't mind it. It just it, it, it come it comes off with a. It's Texas is the reason pretentious.
3: In the 1996 band or, or ninety seven, yes. Right now, definitely not. Like, no, Norman low, low definitely...
1: tier pretentious now. Yeah, like
0: well,
3: not. I mean, like he's you know. But I mean, I think at the time there was a pretension to a lot of that shit,
2: not that, just them. And I, it was it was you know to use a, a phrase from the last show manufactured. I think it was part of the vibe that was trying to be given off by indie adjacent bands. Well, I mean, let's be realistic. Right. As someone who's around, or as I was out, as people say, like in yeah.
3: like Joe Budden style, I was out. Um, he was outside, like <clears throat> ninety six, ninety seven you would never see like Walter Schreifel's at a hardcore show mm. that's true you might fucking look next to him walter Schreifel's standing next to you watching a fucking hardcore band now yep right but back then it was very much like the haves and the have-nots mm. at that time texas
2: reason was one of the haves okay one of the, are they were they a successful post hardcore band or a failed indie band
3: I'm saying failed indie. I'm saying successful hardcore, post-hardcore.
2: I'm saying failed indie. Mm. Really? I think they were successful for post-hardcore, but they had their intentions set on much more. They picked the wrong label. Yes. Yeah, but I think they I mean, picked, if that's what they wanted. I've, but I think for their launch pad, at the time, they picked the right one for getting out there. It's just they never... They never climbed the rung, rung to the next level. And they also broke they it up mean? early. Like thing, I think they saw Quicksand, sure. And now that was a long time before. But then they saw like that the numbers really. that into another yeah. ninety-five, five years, which now doesn't feel like a lot, but it, it was a lot. I think what Texas Reason. I think Texas Reason came out in ninety-five or ninety-six. Yes. Yeah. and the Quicksand EP came out ninety. So I think oh, they saw something like, like the stuff getting. No, big. no, no, no. Like, like, yeah, but like Quicksand, slip, nobody cared until no, until slip. Yeah, but but you know what? People cared enough to sign them to a big label, and True. I think they wanted that and Revelation at the time. So, Revelation in the 90s. Uh, Basically, they have the classic era in the late 80s, um, and then they start doing all those dudes' bands' next bands, which I think is pretty fucking cool. And that became a lot of post-hardcore, some weird music, Iceburn, etc. And some of those bands popped. At the time, all those records were everywhere the fuck you could look in independent record stores.
1: Yes, and if what? I could
2: tell you ship numbers on what was going out, you would pop your brain because the numbers were in the '90s when everyone was still buying these shiny things called compact discs. So five figures. Oh, that's easy.
3: So ten thousand for
2: Texas. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's it. Oh, for everything. Really? For everything was getting that it was wow. five figures. Like things you wouldn't expect were shipping over that Whirlpool to start.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, okay. Um, Chinchilla
2: No Not on you <laughs> That was a Crisis though you,
1: you wanna hear something crazy? Of course I couldn't name a Texas is the Reason song I don't have a strong impression Or imprint with this band at all This stuff was totally off my radar uh, But It was And in my circles it was It was derided It wasn't cool Me too uh, Same And That's not For people at home That's not a reason not to check something out But I I was very late when you're seniors. a child, young. It is. yeah when yeah. you're young and
2: when you're young and you're given the option and, and it also wasn't the infinite pool that we swim in now when everyone goes oh fuck that shit that's bad right you have you have money that you're making a decision with and going well everyone says that's bad maybe I'll try this thing I haven't heard anything <laughs> about over the thing that people say is bad
1: true but uh, anyways I I just remember it being a big deal and now not at all. And, um, like we talk about age and we talk about how, who controls narrative. And I would argue ultimately it's always young ish people, not young people, but young ish people. And then Mm -hmm. old people have narratives that they've been hanging on to for a long time that aren't going to change for them. There's people within the sound of my voice for whom Texas is the reason means nothing. They might only know the name, and there are people who think I'm insane for saying that. You know, what I mean, both people are hearing this. Mm-hmm. What is the divide, age age wise?
2: I think it might be it might be us.
1: Yeah. So, oh, so you're saying it's high. You're saying like, do people under thirty? Is it thirty or is it thirty five? Which Which one is it?
2: I think it might be thirty five. Okay, which because I feel like I'm too young to listen to Texas Reason. That's it. Like, oh, that's interesting. I feel like no, and I don't say this in a mean way when I got into things, I was the most hardcore of my friends, meaning like my friends were more punk, but I liked a lot of punk, but I also liked a lot of post hardcore that my friends who were more punk. Didn't really ride for. I liked a lot more metalish hardcore, which is funny to say in this room yeah. than most of my friends did. And I also liked a lot more indie leaning stuff maybe, um, or was more curious about that. Texas. The reason was ever present at right. that time. 96, okay. 97 everywhere. And I remember checking out and being like, this does nothing for me. Sure. And I didn't know anyone who was younger than me that rode for it. Now, I knew plenty of people who were older than me that kind of rode for it. But I didn't know anyone younger than me. And I don't know that I still do. Other than a few people who may be a year or two within the age of me. Very. But like if that record comes out, did that record come out in 96? um, Yeah. Do You Know Who You Are comes out in 1996. I think they did a single before that. In 1996, I was f- turning 15. Yes, turning 15. So 15, 16, I probably hear that record. I felt like I was like I felt like I was listening to calculus when I was in third grade. Like right. trying to do calculus when I'm doing simple math. And I'm like, yeah. and I I was kind of I was a little into shit like I was already in the quicksandish stuff. Like uh, some post-hardcore stuff, but then years later, I'm working at Revelation. I checked it out again, and it just didn't do it for me. Oh man, I love you, it. Completely. Yeah, love okay. it. S-
1: speak to it because I feel to- I feel like I am dying my hair different colors and listening to Takashi Six Nine because I feel so yes. like. I, I, this stuff feels like old man shit to me, and that's yeah. crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like that's crazy. Well, that's the same
2: thing. Yeah, I'm feeling the same. But I don't. Yeah. Anyways, you you feel like that? I don't
1: know. Well, like early in this early in this podcast's life, we talked about Fugazi and how it's insane, utterly insane to us yeah. that that is not an important band because it was yeah. even if we even if it didn't mean anything to any one of us in particular. You couldn't take ever a, present. You couldn't take a step no. in subculture without bumping into and it. And
2: I feel like for a while, Texas, the reason it wasn't to the level that Fugazi was, but that was a band that was everywhere and was something that everyone knew. If you didn't like it, you still knew what it was and still know what it was about.
3: Right. But are we assuming this? Uh, yeah, oh, Yeah, no, but I'm saying I think we're assuming what we think younger people.
1: Yeah, to. I'm. I'm gonna throw a. I'm gonna text the, the young people in my in, yeah, in my phone, uh, but. Because I'm now old None of them are that young Because
3: you know I feel right? like uh, The other day Amelia tweeted something I was like, oh
1: shit Amelia, it's I. you know I don't know how average she is on that shit No,
3: but I mean I think you'd be probably, you know Random people that just I, I, I think they're probably more And in, more into it than you would assume
1: Okay, hold on I, I'm, I'm texting people State your age and your feelings on Texas is the reason
3: Are you doing a group chat on this? <laughs> hold on um, so yeah So they had that Seven inch on Revelation mm-hmm. um, And then the LP Which was the only thing That they had Do you know who you are Yes um, Which apparently Is the last thing That John Lennon heard What? Really? Yeah
1: Oh the, the, That line Like
3: do you know who you are mm-hmm. Boom Oh And Texas is the reason That the president's dead And they also had um, To build on that They had a song called Back Into the left
2: That's a big song That's the One hit.
3: hit wonder but it's also a, uh, uh, you know, it's alluding to JFK. Right. And there's also Magic Bullet Theory is one of their songs also. Ooh. So, like, they may not like the Misfits, but they bought in on the whole yeah, Kennedy yeah. They, conspiracy
2: they got the, thing. They got the
3: vibe, yeah. But nothing? Like, it doesn't do anything for you. Uh,
1: you know what? I would have to revisit it with, with my current ears. Uh, maybe I... I To me, it was easy listening as a kid. Like, uh, like straight up, it was just not. Did you
3: hate like Sensefield and all that shit too at the time?
1: Okay, wild story. Wild story about Sensefield. Sensefield to me, uh, I actually like Sensefield even into the weird Christian era. Like, I think Sensefield does
2: that weird green cover EP.
1: I think that they do a. Uh, like a quicksand parts But not quicksand Sort of major label rock uh, I think they, they did it very, very well
3: And John Bunch had an amazing, amazing voice That's yes, true,
1: yeah, yeah, uh, a remarkable voice Reason to believe. good record So uh, I find Sensefield Much more interesting than I ever found Texas is the reason
3: so uh, I feel and, like all those bands were Pearl Jam for hardcore kids that weren't allowed to like correct. Pearl Jam. That's, uh, uh, like at the I th- day. Th- I think, but fl- I, you couldn't roll th- up to a show wearing a Pearl Jam shirt. Yeah, but you could get away with wearing a Sensefield. I, I that-
2: but I like Sensefield. I love Far Side. I love um, Orange Rhyming Dictionary. Jets to Brazil. Jets to Brazil. I love it. But I don't like Jawbreaker. But I I keep going. I gotta revisit again, and I'm gonna revisit Texas again. Um, wow, fantastic. Um, but I. I for whatever reasons it didn't connect and like a lot of that stuff like I'm straight I, I'll ride for yeah I'm in on but Texas but like the rewritten uh, rewritten from history I don't hear their name thrown out bandied about no. but I'm, I'm getting response now to the group text throw out yeah people saying that they like them um <coughs> I mean, that's also revisionist. My significant other, who's 32, gave the shrug emoji. But is she not into that at all? No, she's into some of that stuff, but isn't familiar with a lot of it. But I think she hits a funny blind spot in time where they were not super relevant. But I think younger people than us might... um, Our our former correspondent, who hopefully will have her back sometime, Izzy, says she does like him. She's (laughs) a bit of an outlier because she's like a music nerd. Right, right, right. Uh, Alex Casey, another outlier music nerd. Like them, but don't love them. What about you? I feel like that's a band that majority of people love. He's another outlier. He? Huh? Trey McCarthy. What is it? Trey McCarthy, he says. <laughs> he's double um, the age of most of the people. Yeah, he's, he's in the, the the older, slightly older. I actually really do like them, but I didn't like them for a while. <laughs> no, he's <laughs> he's right. got a story. Um, oh, okay. But That'll be off the air. Off the air, but... I mean, it's hardcore dudes. Yes, I think they Jumped from one away. Yeah, that, That's a good way to put it Is that they were uh, Like Pearl Jam They were alt for people Who felt like they weren't Allowed to like alt
3: Right they, Like you couldn't roll up To like a Marauder show Wearing a fucking Pearl Jam Or a Soundgarden shirt I've made that mistake
1: <laughs> Did you?
3: That's serious I I, I I made too.
1: that mistake
3: <coughs> I mean, In 2018
2: You couldn't be cooler For doing
1: that Yeah,
3: like, oh, yeah. I, walk, I rolled up to like a fucking I don't know if it was like Fight or one of those bands But it was like Oh this is just Skinheads beating the shit Out of Metalheads I rolled up in like a fucking bad motor finger shirt, which right now I could probably get fucking four hundred dollars, yeah. absolutely. Um, and I was and literally <laughs> I just caught the looks. <clears throat>
2: really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Like I was like gonna get beaten. <laughs> You're going over the table. I'll buy one of those, please. Yeah. Yes. Whatever it is. <laughs> Size extra large, please. <laughs> um
3: They're looking at me funny. Um, I love that band. I saw them a bunch of times. I saw them um, I saw I saw them at the Academy open for Civ and Quicksand, Texas reason. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Justin fell asleep on me. (laughs) Like, literally, like, we were on the subway, like, passed out next to me. So um, them and Civ at Coney Island High, like,
2: they did a lot of stuff. And they were, like, I think the part that we're trying to get to, even without a a love or enjoyment from Patrick or I, is that they were a really big band. And they were, I, I mean, is it, would it be fair to compare them to their presence in hardcore is a lot like turnover now? And I, I don't like to cite them oh, that no, much, but I, I really feel fair, that's yeah. a pretty good I tunnel. can see that. Like, I mean, I think it's also... They were maybe more... They, they were. Pop, I don't know if they were even more popular than Turnover. I think there were a similar level of popularity as Turnover. It's hard to say. But there was just a much higher ceiling then. Like, you could really see... Like, we also spoiled. We're in New York. That's right. You know what I mean? I but think, if, like, you had told, if you had told me in 1997, Texas is the reason is going to be as big as uh, Pearl Jam in the next 10 years, I might have believed you
3: Yeah, although it's like at the same time you're like yeah, but they're like they're hardcore.
1: Yeah,
3: so you they're not, they're only going to go <laughs> so So they're far. doomed.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you'd yeah, go like doomed. they just
3: going to do well, and they did do well. You know what I mean? But I don't think, and I think it's also original history because they were the biggest of the bunch back then. You know, yes. and then you know Jimmy World
2: ended up being the biggest of all of those bands. That's actually a really funny one to talk about. Is the Jimmy World? They
3: were a
0: fucking totally emo band. They were a, they, they were an with emo core band.
2: But, yeah, but, yep. I mean, and then you know they opened for most of these bands. Yes,
3: but then Mineral became the thing that everybody loved. And Texas, mm-hmm. the reason wasn't. And like then, mm-hmm. you know, America's, like Texas, uh,
2: the reason. Would you say it's safe to say they were bigger than Jawbreaker? No, no. You think Jawbreaker was bigger? Yeah, yeah okay. But I mean, even like, you know, if you look at
3: it now, like American football. Draws fucking thousands and thousands of kids everywhere. That's right. Were they that big back then? Not that I recall. No, I don't think you so. You know what I mean?
1: But that when we talk about narrative, we talk about like American football versus Appleseed cast, and yeah. like one of those bands can draw on these reunions and the other one cannot. That's and right. There doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason. Right. I
3: mean, American football sold out like two or three nights
2: at like Terminal 5. Yeah. So Jawbreaker reunions are pretty fucking big. Were yeah. were right. Yeah. Would a Jets to Brazil reunion be half that size? No, I don't think so. And that's a, and I I fall in the weird minority category who fucks with that. I mean that stuff is really high. good, but it's I feel like number one, a lot of people got to see them. Yep,
3: because they didn't break up that long ago. Yep, and I think it's just people. Who those songs are good. Guys. Those songs are great, but they're not hitting people like it hit. Like really?
0: Jawbreaker.
2: Man, hit them. Do I need, I guess I got to listen to Jawbreaker again, but I, I just, I mean, it's a learning right. dictionary is it for me. Like, of that yeah. world, <laughs> that's it. It's crazy. Listen to <laughs> Dear You. I will. And
3: totally see, will. like, you know, I'm, yeah,
2: see. I'll try it again. I'm going to, Pat, what do you got?
1: You know what? I'm, I'm asking, firstly. Oh, you're young folk. Yeah, I don't have any. I, the youngest person in my phone <laughs> is my girlfriend at 22. Like, I don't see. Hello, any- fellow
3: young people. Uh, yeah,
1: I don't see anybody.
2: Yeah, I had a 21 year old, a 26 year old, and a couple 30 somethings.
1: I just asked something. a thirty-year-old because I I was like oh I got the Youngest money. guy I know. I, think,
2: I wonder if there's a blind spot. I wonder if there's a weird blind spot for people in the, the my age to maybe five to eight years later, who either got in when Texas Reason was on their way up and out and kind because of, they never did a second record. No, they were
3: supposed to sign to a lecture and they broke up.
2: That's right. So they never did that, where there was kind of a fatigue or a disinterest post and then. That extends until they kind of became something that was out of memory to be like, oh, hey, wait, what about this, you know?
3: Right.
1: 25. I enjoy them. I said, state your age and your yeah. feelings on Texas is the reason. 25. I enjoy them a decent amount. Happy I got to see them live when they did that run with Title Fight. I don't recall that. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember that. Happy that I have an original pressing of the LP. Very nerdy statement. They have a, <laughs> cu- a couple songs I think are truly perfect. I think on that split with Promise Ring, they got cucked by the Promise Ring, who, who wrote a song that sounds like Texas is the reason, but better than Texas is the wow. reason.
2: Wow. Wow. It's a deep dive. That's impressive. You see, I think we, is that on, did you throw it on Twitter yet? No, I haven't. Throw not. it on Twitter. All right. I think we're throw assuming things about young folks. They're more like wide I think open. they might be looking at it more now than than people when I was young were looking back to it. Well, because I mean? I mean, I think like, you know, you can say like, I wonder what that Texas is Texas a reason bands are about going into Spotify and go I listen know. to it.
3: Yeah. You had to. Like, I had to buy it. You had and to work for to it. it and or was like, borrow from somebody. Hey, yeah. make me a tape of that or whatever. And I was Fuck.
2: disappointed. And I, I talk about it a lot like uh, the band Kill Holiday, who oh, have, man, have a single, the Never Meant to Let You Down oh, or so Meant to Let You good. Down or whatever. Yeah. It's so good. Then the LP on Rev, I, I pre-ordered. I got the colored vinyl. Yeah. I was so excited because I. I played that song to death. It was this one song. This was mad to let let you you down, meant to let you so, down. Yeah. Yeah, um, And at LP, and the first time I played it, I lay down on the floor in my bedroom and fell asleep on the floor. How hard is it at age 16, 17, 17 to lay down on the floor and fall asleep? Like I, I had so much energy. <coughs> I would bounce around my room jumping off things. I put that record on, fell asleep, and was like, "Oh, I don't like this." <laughs>
0: I like, love that I, record. I came too. out, of, oh man, oh, I, I, dude,
2: I, I've so tried good. to go back to it because I really like. That the was like his like vibe. his
3: like Smiths Morrissey fucking fantasy. I know, and but I, the split I, the, with Dempsey and the the Seven inches, fucking awesome. Yeah, so good,
2: undeniable in my opinion.
3: Um, I punished poor, poor Rob Moran about them more than I did about Unbroken. I was like, tell me more about it. He's like, I, I wasn't in it that long. <laughs>
2: um, quick brief break from the uh, Texas Reason talk that we'll get back to. Um, lots of war profiteer talk today to Andrew Dugan. Makes sense as I got zero feedback on the thing I sent. Literally, this is the only confirmation that it was received. <laughs> That's the way I ride. Hold on. Is he related to Hacksaw Jim Duggan? You know what? Maybe. Oh, can you ask?
3: Is Maybe. he two G's or is he one eight, one G?
1: Two
3: G's. He's two G's. That's how Jim It's true. He is from Glen Falls, not that far. Mm. Mm. That's the way I write. Okay,
1: uh, Texas is the reason
3: that the president. I'm asking. Is- I'm
1: asking young people. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like when we do these, I like. I love this because this is like how history works. You examine yes. narratives, and it's fun. And it, but like, it really exposes that. Like my phone just exposed Maybe I don't know enough Fucking young people Because Well I, mean, I think
3: we assume Like ah they don't talk About them all the time Like who, yeah. who the fuck Do they talk about I mean Think about it
1: it's a Trippy Red uh, You no. know what I'm
3: saying Like so like If, if <laughs> how, You know you say like You know alright Sell me You know sell a young kid On four punch
1: How what's, many other
3: Older it? Like Sell, me, sell a young kid on fucking Buried Alive sell a young kid fucking on Indecision no on you know a that's band. a funny How thing I like, do
2: see like a, it's like Buried Alive I don't think I anticipated to see that but that's a band even prior to the reunions I saw a lot more narrative about and like I saw a lot more people talk about with more vigor than I expected like a band who I don't see people talk about I don't see people talk about Reach the Sky I no, don't see people no. talk about Texas the Reason I mean Mitch
1: but, Mitch Smith would like us to know Texas ain't the Reason Mm, thanks mm. Mitch
2: I do see people talk about Jawbreaker you know what I mean I see I actually think I see more reference to Jets to Brazil than I do about Texas is the reason because it's a hive mind bullshit I know
3: that's yes. true I mean that's for all sure, it is one sure. person goes have you heard Jets to Brazil and of uh-huh. course they're like of course I have and then they go scampering back and they listen to fucking <laughs> Four cornered Night and fucking get
2: on with it it's alright alright all right. so we'll we'll update you we're gonna revisit Texas is the reason yeah, yeah, we get re- some real feedback. time real Texas time. is the reason love it alright Let's go to another one. I think I'd like to do. Oh, okay. Go for it. Kick it off.
3: So my revisionist history would be um, from Merrick, Long Island, (gasps) vision of disorder. (gasps) I don't think. Don't you bitch about your pain,
0: pain. (laughs) suffer.
3: If anyone has a chance, this is always my favorite thing. If you have the New York Hardcore documentary, yeah. or if you want to pull, pull it up on spot on uh, YouTube because it's on there, <clears throat> they're playing a big show. VODS playing a big show in the, the this big uh, uh, skate place at Long Island with like 108 and all this stuff, and um, they're playing um, they're playing Suffer, and Tim goes to hand a mic to some dude, and it's like. Um, so he hands a mic to the guy And all the dude decides He goes I'm all fucked up <laughs> His sing-along was I'm all fucked up Yo, And it great. makes me Fucking howl That's great To this day I cannot say I've known a band To impact as hard As quickly As Vision of Disorder
2: Right out the gate Off huh? the demo So I Not dare. there And wasn't Wasn't in for it Please explain to me How quick How it happened I mean it was just <clears throat> There were You know they
3: didn't have a bass player at the first, in the beginning. They only had two guitar players and a drummer. And Tim, um, I think it's kind of routine now because you hear people that sound like him. But in 1994, you're like, "What the fuck is happening with this
0: yeah, dude's very voice?
3: Different. The singing, the screaming—like no one was really kind of doing that at the time." You know, like there were legendary stories of them like opening for like Corn. Yeah, like, yes. when Corn was like fucking big, popping and blowing them off the stage, or like. Um, I was saying to somebody, we went to the p on Long Island for uh, the the still 7-inch record release show. It was like, I don't know, fucking Warped Weeble Wobbles, I think. Yep. Yeah. And Madball. Pl- yeah. And VOD. I mean, for a 7-inch release. Now, think of this in today's times. A 7-inch record release show. There were like 2,300 people there. It blows my mind. At like a hardcore show. Like a local show. It wasn't like... Because they were on SFT. It wasn't like it was on road... It was like literally... A hardcore show in Long Island.
2: What kind? I mean, is it safe to say that a band like VOD had a lasting impact on Long Island in terms of the underground music community that's still being felt right now? No question. Like oh, dude, lineage, you ask Incendiary.
3: Like, that's VOD's yeah. probably number one. No
2: question. Right, and I think that's probably true for all the like. Maybe not. Like, there's probably bands in the lineage who won't credit them. But they probably should because Long Island's had this, like, rich underground music history that's mostly hardcore or adjacent to it. Yeah. That you could point back to, like, yeah, VOD kicked things off and made it okay to like weirdo fucking music.
3: Yeah. I mean, everyone goes back to Mind Over Matter as, like, the real genesis of everything. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, VOD, like, in New York, at least. And I know in, like, California, a lot of those bands, like, that ended up becoming really popular were kind of, like, early on on the VOD shit. Mm-hmm. Um... They were just like the biggest fucking thing, like immediately. And uh,
1: two notes. Yes. First, if you re-listen to the demo, it's a very difficult listen. Uh, the stuff that they when that were, when those songs got re-recorded, uh-huh. much right, yeah. much more care was put into the vocals. Uh,
3: yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, <gasps> yeah, yeah. Like yeah, they yeah. don't. There was no noise gate. He, right. You can hear yes. him like inhaling can, the whole yes. time, uh, which was kind of sort of the charm for it at first, for sure. Uh, I mean, think about 1994. Like that's what like it's fucking like 25 to life. And like I mean think who else Is around Like in New York Hardcore at that point Right And for these dudes To be like
1: Wait what the fuck Is happening But in your view Did VOD VOD I'm not asking If they ever claimed To be New York Hardcore But how much How much of a pass Or an invite Did they get Before they kind of Said listen We're gonna go play With the Deftones I think they
3: they were they were Long Island hardcore for sure.
1: Long Island hardcore for
3: sure. Well, New York. I mean, they played a lot of those. They put they were boys were like Madball and stuff. Like okay, they played. Right. They got the they got the hood pass.
1: Okay, yeah. Which, by the way, if you watch mm. VOD shows on YouTube, uh huh, and I forgot this because I did see VOD, but I forgot this. Uh-huh. He would perform with his shirt off all the time. Nipple and- rings. Nipple rings give me the Blazing. biggest anxiety because people. Are, I have a story whoa, about that. Oh no! Don't tell me that story. Did you have nipple rings in my life? What? I did have nipple rings.
3: Pat's afraid that nipples. He's going to stage him and get his nipple ring. Yes, his nipple ripped off. That happened. Yes. To,
2: that happened to Dan. When, Murray. Did you get, yeah. when, when did you get rid of the nipple rings?
1: Uh, 12? I 2018? I don't recall. Yeah, no, they're still in. Uh,
2: <laughs> you know, his, I, his nipple,
3: his areola has just grown around it. You know what's fucking? No, have you insane? ever seen
1: the
2: nipple scarring from nipple rings? It's rough.
0: I no.
3: feel bad for. Yeah, I've, my nipples I've, are hella
2: big. I, well the've I've, I've uh, experience anyway. with them and yeah it's a rough thing um I mean VOD in Jersey was a thing
3: yes they were like a sell Out the stone pony kind of thing yes they um,
2: they led to I think that the the more heavier or like adjacent side of things would kind of say the VOd was an impus for that too yeah like VOd in Albany where
3: would oh, they play Jesus Christ I mean I mean Albany has a very it's Certain bands, they just latch onto, and then that's it.
1: Yes, I think I saw... A, Caveman style. I'm pretty sure I saw VOD at the QE, too. I, I would think that that's...
3: I mean, that's an undersell for them, I would imagine, right?
1: Yeah, but what choices did you have at Albany at that time besides... Uh, you, like Saratoga VOD, winners, maybe? VOD, I don't think, was ever big enough to headline winners. Uh, really? I, not in Albany, I don't think. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but when I think of winners, I think of like going to see... Deftones and clutch, you know or oh, that, I mean? oh, okay. that, that sort of thing. Got it. Uh, and then there was always a hard, because it was Ted Etal doing right. most of those shows at that time. So he would, uh, hardcore bands opened for sure. But, yeah. I, but like in my memory, Winners was that slightly bigger step up, you know? Right. Uh, until it became like, I, they're not around anymore. I guess I can just call it a trash venue. Until it became like, oh, hey, we have to fill this room or we have to get something in. Who cares if it's got. You know who cares if it's sixty-five people in a room meant for uh, sixteen hundred? You know what I mean? Oh Jesus! Okay. So it <clears throat> so burned down, right? It it burned down mm. in a very classic, classic. very okay. classic insurance scam, <laughs> Got like it. right out of the. Mm. They didn't even bother trying to be subtle with that one. Wasn't it like a potato chip factory or something? That's what it looked like. That's what it smelled like. I've never in my life I've never been to <laughs> like a venue with <laughs> less less Client, airflow like or ventilation. Yeah. Like, people would smoke in there, and you could see the smoke hang directly above their heads in the, in the exact yep. place. Wow. No chance of it being blown anywhere. It was a nightmare. Uh, still, some fun shows back in the day. But uh, We played
3: there with the Chromex. Okay. MPB and the Chromex.
1: Chromex headline? Yeah. A- a- how was the attendance? Uh, it was pretty bad. Oh, no shit, okay. It
3: wasn't that big of a room, though, I don't think. I think it was big. I'm <laughs> saying it's like maybe 800.
1: Oh, I would have given it a thousand cap. Really? I, I would. I- Not as
3: big as uh, Northern Lights.
1: No, not as big as Northern Lights. But Northern Lights, sorry for the people that are don't understand how local this is. Uh, oh I think Northern God. Lights is a max capacity approaching two.
2: Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah, because you can count the bars. You can right? move it. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, sorry for anybody that's. That, yeah, but I mean, enjoyed.
2: I. He played in Valentine's, uh, June 8th, 1998. We played with later. the Chromex there, and John
3: Joseph decided to poop outside.
2: I, I, for, I was like, yeah, where's that guy going? For any real reason? And he was like, oh, he's going to take a shit. I'm like, he knows his toilet's in there, right? Should I tell the Swank story of pooping outside of the chromax reunion? JJ was a big supporter; thought it was really funny. <laughs> and he the also thing. then told us the story of when he shit on a plate and gave it to Harley. This is years before the book. It was hey 40. man, wow, I love shit. Um, have you ever heard of Gunther Weasel? Yes, yes. <laughs> Live in Albany at Bogies supporting VOD in 2014. Yeah, you go. Yep. Gunther Weasel. All right, so VOD never in my wheelhouse. Okay, but their level of popularity, they were big. Are they... What's their overlap with Mind Over Matter? Mind Over Matter's before? Like, 91, 90? 90, I mean, I Mind Over Matter was, was around till probably 96,
3: 97.
2: Yeah, but when they start, that's what I meant. Oh, 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 so they, oh. VOD's overlap. like
3: 94. And Mind Over Matter was before. Like 90, yeah yeah. yeah.
2: yeah, okay. I mean... That story you tell About there being 2,300 people At a release show Like that Is that a sign Of the times Like is that
1: Like could that Ever happen again No we'd have to Adjust for inflation Going the other way Basically you know What I mean Like it's like When Boston heads Will be like Oh there was 900 people At the smallest show And you'll be And you'll be like Yeah but that was Also like when hardcore is experiencing its second stab at dubstep. You know what I mean? Like where it was like, there was this, there was, there's been two moments where hardcore was legitimately hot as a subculture thing. And during those times, yo, if you were in the right type of band, big, Mm. big turnout, you know what I mean? So like, uh, you can't compare them directly, but, uh, VOD, was popping, was a thing, was visible. And then, Tom, would you say they lost the plot and people just bounced or what? Because Jeremy Baum's the only guy I've ever met in my life that likes that later record.
3: Which is the later record from Bliss Devastation? Yeah. Um, he likes, yeah. He
1: likes it all, though.
3: Why is it talking about the league? Is that what it's doing? Yes.
1: Is this Alexa or
3: is yeah. this uh, yeah.
1: Alexa Silence? Alexa,
3: Alexa, be quiet. Silence. Okay. All right. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> um. So yeah, <clears throat> the twenty three hundred. I I always tell the yeah. story. W- I'm not sure. about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw you out the window, Alexa.
1: Um. Go on.
3: Um. It was so crowded that I was in line to get into said show, and the guys that ran the Pwac, guys and women that ran the Pwac, like went through the line and like picked the people that they knew, and like we were like pushed into action, and like. You're working security I had no idea What I was doing But they were like It was like to the point That like they're gonna Like throw these Porta potties in a minute If we don't get These fucking people in here right.
2: It was nuts So VOD I think We might have talked About them a little bit But like <coughs> To a person now Who's not familiar With their material uh-huh. Who would be listening To Axe the Grind Yes What of their material Would you say to listen to Slash like what I don't think I've heard them Since the 90s What would you tell me No this is the one To listen to Still this, yeah, probably the
3: seven inch, the still seven inch. I also like the second LP.
2: What's which one is that?
3: Oh, uh, fuck, what called? Imprint,
2: one. Imprint, like the one with the green drip. Yes,
3: yeah. yes, I see. They well, I feel like that was like kind of like too decadent, like they fucked up hanging out in the studio too long. Like, oh, really? Some bangers on there,
1: there's some bangers, but on they it's there.
3: also their first record, it takes a lot of stuff from the old, shit.
1: yes, yes, but it's a lot of different song, songs. the
3: imprint record.
1: See that's interesting That you ride It's really good It's interesting that you ride that Because that was the
3: They got me. a Coalesce They bought oh, a Coalesce okay. LP And it sounded a little bit More like that I thought Tell me cool. if I'm
1: wrong yeah. That That's uh, That's the Roadrunner Record That uh, was the first Of the Roadrunner Hardcore signees Of that of that Of that era Is that correct I mean, because it was VOD, Madball, Mad Earth Crisis, uh, yeah. Shelter, Shelter, uh, but but did VOD lead that off? Madball did. Madball Mad did Ball. set okay. it off was the first. Oh yeah, okay. okay, set
3: it off. Okay, set it off literally. Um, so uh, VOD was like soon thereafter, though, uh, and so was Shelter. I mean Shelter. I mean, Mantra came out what ninety five. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it set it off in ninety four.
1: Yep. So. VOD uh, to our to a listener. Okay, so we were talking about Ensign, and I didn't know how to how to find a way f- to sell that to a kid, right? right. Uh, VOD. I would say that if you're a fan of Vane. If you're a fan of uh, the Code Orange, any of the Code Orange. Yeah.
2: If you're a fan, like the more spastic Code Orange stuff. there, or there Orange is
1: stuff happening right now that.
2: that oh, yeah. Okay. That, there's a direct through line. Yeah. They might not notice. They might right. not know. It they might. might it a, it them, might have kind of circled back to it. Right. That's a really good point. And, and if you don't like those things, if you don't like those bands currently. Should you try to like VOD? Uh,
1: okay, so if you don't like those because they're too chaotic, but you do like um, the
3: screaming and the moshing, yes, yes,
1: okay, then you can. Right. Uh, you, you can find a, a home with VOD. Uh, I would be curious for any in, any intrepid listener to listen to the full discography because people jump off at various places in a real serious way, right? And I'd be curious how a person now, like a, a young person now, who maybe grew up. Under the deaf tones. Like deaf tones are like To them I don't know Like what a Like maybe what corn was To, to certain kids Or right. or whatever Like mm-hmm. just a thing that is Almost like a dad band Like it just exists yeah. And you can't avoid it I'm curious how VOD sounds to that person
3: Right And I think um, They definitely got into Alice in Chains Oh did they And I think a lot of people Love Alice in Chains now But like when you're looking, When you're going to VOD For your fucking anger And they're like Doing the weird like Ah well, yeah, I mean, I love, I don't, I, I love fucking love Chains. Alice in Chains, but I think they they went a little too far with that, and the whole, like, I'm singing with a needle in my
2: arm, kind of. So, so, all right, I'm a dude who was into alternative music, like grunge, prior to being into hardcore.
1: Were you into alt stuff before hardcore? Were you alt? I was, I was a nerd, so I got into music, period, through going to the public library. I know, I know. So I don't have any, like, what a good... no.
0: You like, weren't
2: like specific like you didn't hear Nirvana you didn't own no, Nirvana record no, that, no, Hardcore, no
1: no that no 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 I owned Elvis Costello before I owned uh, before yeah. I owned Pearl Jam You know right, what I yeah, mean yeah. like okay. uh and Pearl Jam was like a Columbia house sort of uh vibe like yeah and I got it you know yeah, like yeah. like I I owned 10 and what's the other one versus, versus. versus yeah. um,
3: 25 years ago like this week Yeah, oh fuck. yeah.
1: Um, Pearl Jam. but uh no so so I I didn't
2: okay. and Well I was I was an alternative <laughs> dude and I loved all that shit. I loved it. I loved it. And that's kind of what segued me. I was looking for something else and I realized that like uh, Metallica Load really wasn't it. It's like, all right, I'm not even going to get on it. Like, I actually, on that.
1: that's, I, people get mad. I actually like that Metallica. Oh, God. I that's used to, uh, to fuck with people who are older. I used
2: to be like, yo, Load. <laughs> is that Some your tracks? That reload? was a bit. That, but you yeah. can't, like you literally can't deny old Metallica. So, um, But there was a time for a rewritten history just as a sidebar. Rewritten History, there was a time, like, it wasn't cool to like alternative music and hardcore. No. Like, you were saying that. Like, now, everybody likes fucking Alice in Chains. Isn't that like a weird thing to say, yeah, I love Nirvana. Everybody's like, yeah, You'd have to lie. Yeah. Right. Like, and be like, I, I don't want yeah. to fucking Pearl Jam. What do you... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. fucking... Whereas, yeah, like, yeah. yeah like, like, for me, I, I love Pearl Jam. I was like, I'm not going to give up loving Pearl Jam because I like this new music. I did kind of put it on the shelf, and I regret not going to see them when I could have then. But... You know, some mistakes you live with forever. (laughs) Yeah, Um, we're we're starting to get feedback on Texas. Let's keep let's do one more, and then we'll we'll pile it up and talk about Texas. Reason I want to do carry on.
1: Yo, I have nothing to say except. So let me just jump out ahead before I go. Yeah, both of you. Uh, This band is the band that came up for me most often when I would say people would ask me how if I liked American Nightmare. I would say no. And then they would say, but you like, like, Carry On. You know what I mean? Like, yep. So these things were kissing cousins to a lot of people. Uh, yep. And uh, I don't, I, I probably will take Carry On over American Nightmare if there's any reason to compare the two in 2018. But uh, neither of these do, neither of these thrill me. Well, this
2: is the reason for the rewritten history. <coughs> Tom, what are your feelings on Carry On? Because you um, actually played with that them.
3: Yeah, Maybe yeah, yeah. Um, I like, I really like the Life Less Played record. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't really exist to me before then. Mm, and like yes. you were saying when we were doing some pre-production, yes. for the, uh, that they were around since like 97. Yes. I, and this is from my own ignorance, definitely kind of put them under the whole like, hey, American Nightmare came out. And then all these other bands came out, like Sworn In and all these bands and that were like, and, yeah. yeah. And I mean, Panic is like one thing or whatever, but like, it's like, oh, like they used to joke only, I don't know if there's like a widespread thing, but they used to call this thing from Carry On West Coast. Yes. Because he was like sweating West so hard. Looked like, had the style, had the same haircut, same, you know, and and I don't know what I I can't tell you, I'd never listened to Carry On before that so I don't Mm -hmm. know what they sounded like before that, but it was definitely
2: very A.N. to me. And that's exactly the story we're here to tell today. The Written History of Carry On. Um, Because I don't know that I would personally deny any of this. Um, I was not in Carry On. I don't. I wasn't around them. Full I disclosure: I was never in, in Carry On. Was not, I was not in the band, um, and I, I, you know, I became friends with Todd well after Carry On, but I was aware of them from a pretty early time. But I got a chance to live in California, and I think their history is slanted. I didn't hear any movement.
0: Yeah, I didn't.
1: For people at home, I just used the bathroom and I didn't flush because I thought it would disrupt the flow. You know, oh, so I mean? you didn't flush. No, it didn't flush. Get the fuck in there and flush, you animal! I thought it would. We'd hear it on camera. And who cares? Oh, it's just pee. If it's mellow, let it yellow. Yeah, I, I was gonna yell, say I knew that's yellow, yellow.
3: how
2: lived. Yeah, uh, yeah. He <sighs> smells like asparagus. And or impossible burger. Impossible burger. Yeah. <laughs> um. So carry on. There's. Can I think yeah. that what you said exactly is what everyone and Patrick said the same. They are. Largely looked at as maybe a lot of people ride for a life less plagued in a way that say yeah like yeah there's the an records and then there's a life less plagued and those are the records that came out of that bunch Uh that were really that's it that's that's the thing maybe count me out record well that's I was gonna say sorry yeah no 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 no, perfect I'm glad you said that an didn't Roger get these bands but no they they influenced in a peer group time in a lot of ways yo like. There'll be events in comic books, Patrick. Yes. That warp reality. That bend shit and it's sure. all around it. And it's like that is what American Nightmare did in that
0: Were Yes. They
2: like Magneto? kind of. They they like they're more like the thing? Molecule Man. They changed everything at a molecular level that like it's the same but it's a little bit more like that now. Like because all of a sudden people wanted that recording style. Bands existed before that, but then American Nightmare came out, did their thing, and then all bands processed through that, and the sound was a little different. And that's Panic. Panic existed. They, those dudes were doing something different, and then did Panic. Uh, it's the dude from the Trouble. It's some dudes who were, you know, around, and then they kind of funneled through AN and did that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it shows. Count me out, did One ten, and then. Permanent Permanent's comes a out. lot different, and striking distance even. There's not a n parts, but you can hear some of the influences just from being around at the time. Never mind aesthetically. Never oh, mind yeah. aesthetically. Who the fuck wore goddamn
3: diesel jeans and shit? <sighs> yeah.
2: uh, there's that, and also the, the hair. like yo, and, and the sh- merch designs. There's champion shirts that have blood splatter on them. That's odd. Yeah, because they're a fucking straight up youth group band. Yes, yeah, that's right. So so there's all that. Uh, Carry on wasn't exempt from that. Their biggest detractors will say, dude, bit, the singer bit that dude's look, bit that dude's lyrical style, the whole thing. Do you agree with that? I do. Okay. Um, I don't know that dude. I, I've always thought him to be a nice guy in my minimal encounters I've had with him. Uh, now, who are so? Carry on is Todd, Ryan George, Ryan George, singer, Corey Williams, one guitar, Todd, Greg Bacon, Greg joined, um, John Westbrook joined. They had a couple different dr- drummers. Nick Jett joined at the very end. Okay. Um, but they had a couple of other drummers I didn't know. There was also some other members earlier and later. So I'm going to tell the story of why I think Carry On has a. Re- un Like, a, they've been written, their history's skewed because they're looked at as just an American Nightmare, uh, fringe band, part of that. They were a lot more than that.
3: I have a follow up question Please. that I might want to ask now so you can include it in your. Please. Do you think the revelations that came out after that record kind of hurt them? That yeah. he wasn't straight edge singing straight
2: edge songs, the carry on, like the carry at on. At the time, yes. Like, do you now, feel like now, that kind at, of at the a time? Fa- yes. But, uh, but but do you think they didn't forward, get passed it didn't, down because of that? No, because I think they got passed down. And I think, okay. I think lifeless play got passed down. Now the material before that didn't. No. And this is the deal carry on starts I believe demos 97 um damn Ryan George is in the band first he was from Centralish California um like San Mateo like San Luis Obispo like mm. Nowheresville kind yeah. of style like oh John Steinbeck and not much else yeah um
3: oh who's the fighter that's from San Luis Obispo
2: fuck you know
3: the UFC guy with no, the, I the Mohawk I don't know oh,
2: God. Chuck Liddell Oh, Chuck Liddell. There we go. So those dudes of the band. Uh Corey lives in LA Valley, maybe uh Westlake Village, mm. aka Home of Strife.
1: Okay, one. sure.
2: Corey and Corey joins the band early. They are doing this band. They're the only band doing this. They're a pretty straightforward youth crew e band. Okay. I they might have been taking hints from the floor punch, 10 yard fight, in my eyes, kind of world and stuff, but they were doing it. Pretty early in comparison. And they were on the West Coast. No other bands doing that. Uh, Todd wasn't even in the band for a while. Yeah. They put out a record on Jitsu Records called Stabbed in the Face, I believe. Jitsu Records also put out Todd's first band, Stand Your Ground, 7-Inch, which is pretty good. I like that more than I like the Carry On record at the time. Carry On is a local Stallworth is playing everywhere from Ventura down to OC on the regular but never played with the cool OC metalcore bands. Where they did play was the PCH club with this band Life's Halt, who no one really talks about now, but were a pretty big band for a little while yeah. in the thrash world. Carry on Life's Halt spearheaded this DIY no reply, DIY, too, no reply yeah. too, this DIY scene <sighs> that helps build Southern California up on a separate lane than any of the older new age stuff, that stuff had receded. It was separate from the OC metalcore stuff right. that didn't even look their way. Right, so they got like the Ohio Women's Club, right, or that stuff. They got Ohio Women's Club, the PCH Club, which if you talk to anyone of a certain vintage, is the most important place for them Made it for was California. the pickle patch and then it was the pch and the
1: smell quick was the quick smell. aside smell yeah
2: oh hi after sorry, I was best
1: no, be, best light in the united states it's beautiful it's there. gorgeous it's amazing the, it's the, the light diffuses valley. through the spot like in this way that is highly unique Where? and like
2: in the, oh, oh hi so basically oh, you drop oh yeah, yeah. you played the women's club yeah perfect venue in my opinion yeah yeah literally it's, perfect <laughs> it's amazing I there's a spot a i just store. remember
3: being very bright
2: right yeah um I think Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie live there, yeah. as well as Oprah owned in the Ohio portions. Women's Club. That's amazing. They had a bunch of kids, so
1: they like spread Stedman. them all out. Yeah.
0: Stedman,
2: they're going to be some loud yeah, music. <laughs>
1: I'm going to have some friends over today. Yeah.
2: But like, I want to give credit to Corey and Ryan and Todd, and like these dudes. They started playing shows with PCH, which was in a very undesirable part of Long Beach. Um, Kind of down by the ports. All of and it? it? Was, yes. No, there's the Snoop nice Park. part of Long Beach too. You know what I mean? Like downtown. You know, I, the, people, was that Fifth Street? Whatever yeah, uh, it is.
1: Sublime. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> Dissension. Um, <laughs> pre sublime. Uh, but what was PCH? like? Was that a just a punk club? Was that a... Basically, yeah. yeah. This dude, Alex Maciel, ran it. And he's awesome. He worked at Rev for a long time. And it was just a punk club, DIY space. And he loved all kinds of music. So it was just a DIY music cool. space. Cool. And it was fucking rad. And they merged, like Life's Halt was definitely from the more punk DIY scene. And Carry On and those bands played a ton of shows together and f- like fermented the scene that didn't exist before. And everyone you talk to who was around at that time will tell you that it felt magical, that these are two bands that were very different, but were playing together and putting these shows together that really were awesome.
1: Yeah, for people at home... Uh- maybe the maybe if you don't know those two bands obviously there's no significance there however if if you're if you're like me who is old enough to remember both but didn't know this history yeah those feel like completely different worlds and
2: they became that there was a split okay. we can touch on that but they were together in a way that helped build two very small things these weren't big interest groups straightforward kind of hardcore that was known on the east coast as canon didn't really fucking pop on the West Coast. Even the more, like, you had to lead metal or you had to lean punk. Mm. And that was it. And there was no w- real world for more straightforward hardcore there for a long time. You know, in the post, the wake of the late 80s, there just wasn't a lot of that. And so these dudes kind of did that and worked together and while they're doing it, I don't think that Carry On in the Face record is very good. They do a seven-inch on Youngblood called The Line is Drawn uh, that is better, but still never, didn't really hit me. And that was a big deal. They were a band from California who did a record on Youngblood Records.
1: Weirdly, I did not know that. Yes,
2: because this is all kind of quick. This yep. is at a weird, dark time. 1998 is a rough time. And then do a seven-inch called Roll With the Punches on uh, Teamwork Records. Again, another, like, traditionally, this is an East Coast-only label. Teamwork just did stuff for... East Coast, mostly New Jersey, PA, straight edge bands, and they did this seven inch for a band from California, you know, and uh, Carry On worked really hard to break down a lot of walls and a lot of the perceptions. Like, you know, we talk about the jokes that get thrown around about European bands, the like the second class citizen main strikes of the world, like like how that was kind of a joke. The sportswear. Sportswear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Sure. You know, To say that that was not, that the same kind of aspersions were cast upon stuff that wasn't from the East Coast of the more straightforward hardcore leanings. Let me just say this if Goat Alone came out in 1996, the respect that was put on their name 10, 12 years later wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for bands like Carry On. Oh,
1: yeah. If it wasn't for
2: Carry On, straight up. And uh, I think they don't get the recognition for that, that they kind of built this world up. They they kind of pop off because American Nightmare comes to the West Coast, plays... Now, note, Carry On played with bands like Floor Punch when they would come through. I don't know if they played the show, but they were the dudes who helped book the show and did the whole damn thing. I think they did play with them. But then they were still doing their thing when A.N. comes through a f- couple years later. A.N., sees them, reps form is like, holy shit, these dudes are doing something cool. This is a band everybody should support. That leads to them getting signed to Bridge Nine, leads to the LP, leads to the whole thing. That's where kind of everyone puts their attention is that time period. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is that the time before that, from 97 to 2000-ish, is this weird, while the music is not what I would consider the best material. I think that Roller with the Punches record is pretty good. I think when I've gone back and listened to the line is drawn, it's it's not bad. If you like that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. all that should float. If it wasn't for them, the whole Northwest scene, the Rivalry record stuff, 1917, Sound and Fury. Did React? React, for sure. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. I don't think that exists. Or if it does, it doesn't exist even at the same level because that band did a lot. And I... I say this as somebody who's not really a carry-on fan. Like, that's just... No, we can, we, can,
1: we can acknowledge that it had ru- that it had uh, it, it, ripples. Yeah.
2: And, but I think that they had such an interesting history that that's something people should try to examine, take a look at. And we get asked sometimes about building a scene, etc. Yo, look at that era. There's a band who worked hard. They built scenes in places that there weren't. And, like, it's funny to say there wasn't a scene um, in Southern California. There was but there wasn't a yeah, I mean, scene for like what adam- they want No, yeah, want of course. There were the adamantiums of the world that were fucking enormous. Throwdown was a band. Yeah. Todd, Todd talked about it. He's like, I didn't play with Throwdown and Carry On until, I didn't play with ter- Throwdown and Carry On, period. I didn't play a show with Throwdown until like two years into Terror or right. something like that. Like yeah. 2003. There's never the twain shall meet.
1: Yes. Well, uh, r- real quick, uh, <coughs> that whole building a scene thing, it demonstrates a great point here, which is, Uh, your natural inclination might be to align yourself with bands that sound exactly like you build a strong scene that way. But uh, when I point to shit like long Island, it's not because I'm like a stand for long Island. I hate a lot of that fucking music, but what those kids have done very well over the years is look past each other's musical preferences. you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And just say like, Hey, you know what I mean? This is going to be the numbers. Yeah, exactly. This is going to be much bigger if we just fucking link up. Uh, Lincoln Build fam.
2: So, yeah, and that's that's the thing. If you if you want it, keep working at it. Do, do this thing. They didn't catch... Like, honestly, that's also a band who did a full U.S. tour in 2000 and now it's quick, but they busted ass to get out here and I think it was Carry On, Count Me Out, Striking Distance. And okay. I think they had a couple okay shows. Yeah. They played to 15 people in New Jersey. <laughs> they had some bunk ones too. Yeah. And it was a lot of that grind and struggle because... They were from California. They might as well have been from fucking Missoula. You know, it didn't matter. It didn't have any. It didn't have any weight. And what I'm saying is that I think after they existed and built things, because Todd goes, he's in Carry On for a little while. He goes and does Terror. Uh, one of the dudes goes on and does a couple of the dudes go on and do Knife Fight.
1: Um, internal later, affairs, right?
2: Internal Affairs. Uh, you know, all these side projects. Quick, all, quick. Brian George goes and does this youth. Co- they're doing all these things.
1: Eternal of Internal Affairs stand up. Have you checked it out recently?
2: No, I, I wasn't a fan.
1: Oh, you weren't a fan then. No, I liked how abrasive it was. It was a very in your face. live. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It that, awesome. that's probably that's what I was feeling. Like. Okay, yeah. yeah.
3: So that's also the, before Youth Code. He did that. Like he was a Buzzcocks guy.
1: That's
2: right. He did. Uh, what was that band? I don't know. It had a minute, but yeah,
3: the the something in the old war suits. They were all yes,
2: dressing yeah, mods. Yeah. Oh, but I suit, think creatively, suit, suit youth band code more more interesting. <laughs> but I mean, a lot of those dudes went and did bands they influenced entire regions. Like they influenced San Francisco that had this little bump all of a sudden where bands like Lights Out, bands like Allegiance, yeah, yeah. all these bands pop up. The There was a time period in uh, the South Bay where these bands like Final Fight, um, Set It Straight, The Miracle Mile, Set Your Goals, all these kind of bands... Are directly influenced by Carry On and would tell you that mm. some of those bands used to cover Carry On. Some of those bands went on to Dangers, etc. Like some of those bands stick to your guns. Like they, they, you can follow these lines that point back at Carry On and it's an influence in a lot of different ways. And one of the biggest notes that I want, and I'll kind of quit it here because there's two points I want to touch on. What Tom asked about, and I'll touch on this: they were homies with Life's Hall. They played shows together. There was a sort of split in the vibe because Life's Hall was kind of a punk, but thrash core, yeah. bandana thrash thing. And I want to be real honest: a lot of people were wearing costumes at that. Oh, you know, um, a lot of
1: people. I think you uh, mean yeah. all people. I'll yeah. say it.
2: And then on the other side, the Carry On dudes. You know, people were moshing harder, a little bit more into it, maybe more jockey there was a literal split that people have talked to me about at a show where they were playing together and one group's fan base was mocking the other for being too tough mm. and the others took offense to it and it snowballed into a fucking palpable thing and a split and you could watch that. I moved to California in 03 and I saw the results of that where there were these parsed scenes and it was like, oh, this, this doesn't make sense. Like, Why don't these bands play together more often? And there was a lot of shrugging like, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> and it was sad. So they were a great example of kind of keeping it together. Um, the straight edge thing hurt him. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, stopped being straight edge before the record was finished.
3: Did people know that? And not until they broke up, right?
1: Uh, f- uh I mean, it was floating. Oh. It was floating in the ether.
2: I did. Yeah.
3: But I'm saying not like,
2: it wasn't wise. Not all the band members do. Yeah. It's pretty fucking wild. Mm. did he X up and shit at those shows I don't remember <clears throat> I don't know I didn't say
1: undercover under straight edge I uh, think
2: it was a hard thing and I, I the, you know the, the lens of time asks the question like should they have done it should they not I feel like there was some felt obligation which is a weird thing to say like I feel like there was they felt like an obligation to do right by this label right. who like Bridge and I put Put themselves under it, and we're like, "Hey, we're doing this. Like, we want some support to it." Now, obviously, that's turned out to be a great long-term gamble. (laughs) That record became one of the iconic records of the era, yeah. And you know, then beget relationships to other bands, including you know this little band known as Terror. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that it didn't immediately hurt, but it maybe is. It was like a thing that when it's been talked about, people feel weird about. Did it like impact like.
3: their legacy? Would you say?
2: That's a really tough question. Um, I think no. It's uh, you think no. I think no. Yeah,
1: I, I think that people that people that liked it, I think liked it for the riffs. You know, what I mean, I really do. I think there's mm. a
2: lot of people who really ride for the lyrics on that. Yeah.
1: yeah? Oh, I don't
2: know. The hardest kids still sign their name with an I I don't know that I've heard that song, and I know that line. Sure.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Eh,
2: Good point. I think there's a lot of people who ride for it. It might be one of those cases where it maybe it hurts the legacy a little bit, but that this is the example that we try to tell people young and old. It matters what your relationship to it is. If that shit rings true with you, fucking fuck who said it. Who cares? You know, great. I I think there's... Like, that dude uh, did a lot of stuff. And, you know, I think... His testament and carry on was was uh as somebody who was the big singer of a band who got achieved a level of success at the end of its career and never really got to enjoy the fruits of its labor. They never did a last show until years later. Right. I think oh six maybe they did a carry on last show because they were like, Yo, we never got to do a last show. I want to do a last show. Let's a showcase, it. right? And they did and it was fucking wild. Like, <coughs> Two nights, right? Mm-hmm. They sold out two nights, nights? yeah. I mean, they definitely sold it out. It was one of those like outrageously packed things. So, shout outs, big ups to Carry On, and I hope people go back and check that out. And even more so, if you can kind of like look at what we do uh, on the Patreon episode, which I hope you all get to hear, we talk about Youth of Today for a while and we talk about how they kind of changed what hardcore looked like wholesale for better or worse. I want you to look at what Carry On did, what you see from the West Coast, specifically California, but the West Coast as a whole, before them and then after them, and there's no worse. They did a lot of good, and they made a lot of things better and easier, and they served as kind of a flag post for a lot of bands after them, which is pretty fucking awesome.
1: I think of the bands that we spoke about today, this is the one that I still see name-checked in any way. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, so, shall we? Uh, let's, Texas is the reason. Yeah,
2: let's, let, let's close up. Let's go up back with and our, forth. I think we both have a set of answers here. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. So, I've got a wide variety. Some people saying the band is amazing. Uh, yeah. My personal favorite is, uh, let's see, Big League Jew 69, who says, uh, he's, Followers of Self Defense. Geez. He says he's uh-huh. 23. hmm. Uh-huh. Got jerked off to them a bunch When he was 18 Wow And uh, Good band backed hard I didn't know kids were jerking Each other off To Texas is the reason That's crazy
2: I, I'm Impressed I don't know that I believe him By using the He's using the vernacular Good band backed hard
1: That's true That's not a 23 year old Thing a, to say We're getting this is catfished yo. This, Catfish. this is a scam You're 32
2: if you were dead Damn, 32 like, Yes back when <laughs> The OC was on And <laughs> I was getting jerked <laughs> off You're a year, fucking 2000. Yeah
1: no that's a fraud Dude. That's a fraud right there right. What you got uh, I
2: got uh, 20 amazing band, 25 one of the best to do it. I'm under 30, and I think it's just okay. We might be honing in that people on the younger side, 25, don't hate, but there's a lot of bands I like from that sound slash era. I love way more. I think here's my theory: they're having a re- res- like a, <laughs> they're coming back with young yeah. young kids and indie um, sounds. Mm. My theory here: they are a blind spot for people 20 eight to 35 ish it could be with exception because they were recent enough that they weren't looked back on and that people under that age range are looking at them more in that historical like oh let me check out bands from this time frame um and maybe it's maybe that time frame of blind spot might be 30 to 35 you know it's some variance there but i think that people who are younger and and i had a couple of the the text friends who i hit about this who gave really good answers um, i think i don't think so at least not a lot of hardcore kids i got into them because in high school i was super into emo stuff i think that had i not been influenced by that i wouldn't have gotten into texas reason at the time too i was all around mostly people older than me so i don't know that many young people like 18 to 22 listen to them i'd say probably their age range is 25 plus Maybe could be wrong though. I think they influence a lot of the emo bands hardcore kids do like. I just don't hear many people actually talk about them.
1: That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you uh, have strong feelings on Texas is the reason or any band that we discussed and we are totally out of pocket, you have you can speak for a large group of people. Uh,
2: at axe to grind podcast at gmail.com, shoot us an email or tweet us at axe to grindcast. Or you can even go to our Facebook, facebook.com slash Axe to Grind podcast.
3: That group is popping off. Yeah? Yeah. We got anything
1: else? We got other stuff. I think we're... I, we we, we go on a minute. I, I'm going to say let's I'm gonna say let's cut it and we can hold... Because we each have one more that we can hold for a future episode on the same topic. Let's see wait, if wait, peop- wait, wait,
2: wait. Tom, oh. Tom's got an
3: idea. Oh, you got something? What you so got? Do we, we want to talk
1: about Kid Dynamite? Uh, I never want to talk about Kid Dynamite, but if you do, I will.
2: I mean, I have a funny, like... Let's do a quick... Let's do a... We've got... 10 minutes in 10 seconds, so let's go. Okay. Time, time. I pace. have a
3: good, like, a little bit of, like, trivia oh, that people right. might you not could, know yeah. about uh, Kid uh, Dynamite. Okay, yeah. What I'm d- not going to tell you right now. We're going to
2: believe yeah, let's I'm going to hold so, off on that. So Kid Dynamite, oh, we're going to, oh, it's, we're teasing? No, yeah, I'm not, yeah. Okay, we're teasing. No, we'll we're talk not- about Kid Dynamite, but I'll get oh, to the- Okay, yeah. Okay. okay, Kid Dynamite's another one who's been our rewritten list. Um, A band who, to, to explain their heat when they came out is almost hard because Lifetime is a band who, when they were banned, nobody cared about. But posthumously, people cared with a fucking fervor.
0: Yeah.
3: And I think that Jersey's Best Dancers record really... It's that fucking would, great. But I'm saying, like, I think they really started to pop off with that. Yes. And this is only two a year or two later. Ish years later, yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't like... the 98. I never gave a shit about Lifetime until Jersey's Best Dancers, and then I went back. Yes. You know what I mean? Same. And I think... You know, so people were fucking they broke up kind of prematurely. Not prematurely, but prematurely for like they got that sound down.
2: They got their sound down and then, and then break up at what should have been the time when they exploded. Up.
3: Yeah. yeah. So someone was they were fiending for
2: something from these guys. Right. And so they put out a demo, it pops, they immediately do a record with Jade Tree, who was kind of a big deal anyways, right then. And so tell so huge. the demo was written a year before it came
3: out. Yes, mm. they didn't uh, have. Yes they, yes, they
2: didn't have vocals, but they tried out a bunch of people.
3: Oh, right. right. So yeah. now, so the band is Dan Yeman on guitar. Yep. Wagon shoots on drums. Yep. The who played dude. bass?
2: Do you remember? Oh, uh, no. hold, hold on. Let me just look oh, wait, at the demo I have dude. in my pocket. It's that dude uh, who went on to other bands. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. No. 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 You'll know. Oh, you No. I no. I mean it. I mean, uh, when you see his name, cool. you're going to be like, "Oh, that guy." I think. Is it the guy who went on to Love Ones, Dave House? No, Steve no. Farrell.
3: Oh, okay. Noisemaker, Steve Farrell, Dan Neiman, Jason Shevchuk, and Dave
2: David Wagon, Wagon shoots. shoots. Okay, then no, not that guy. But so, anyways, they didn't have Jason Shevchuk from Bound. Yes. On vocals, but they were trying people out, and a young Patrick Kinlan. No, no, he did not. That would Imagine be a great that. fiction.
1: Uh, I can't do. Uh, fun fact: I can't remotely do what this man does. Uh no, like Cartman. Normally, that impresses me on some level. Yes! I hate this. Have always hated this. Have nothing positive to say about this. I'm going to go back and listen because I do that for everything that we that we talk about. Yes. But as a kid, you couldn't get me. Let I don't like. I don't think you like like, pop punk. Correct.
2: Was there anything even in that realm? like what's the poppiest of that kind of stuff cuz you do get in some pop sounding indie sure, yeah. and you you vibe on like new wave and some like post punk and like proto punk pop and stuff
1: Oh uh I don't know if we've talked about this but I've been I like Gary Newman I I do it like does. Gary Newman No I I uh something we talked about on a recent podcast I want to say uh Made me revisit Naked Raygun in a more oh. concerted like I'm going to listen to but All that Rise. sort of falls halfway. I mean, some of that shit is straight up like rock of the type that yes. then pop punk bands d-
2: pulled. Yes, yes, a- understand. and I a found, lot of people don't don't acknowledge that.
1: I found myself loving it in yeah, a way I that feel I feel like
2: there's a lot of Naked Raygun you could ride. Right,
1: for. and and there's that one record that I am familiar with, but I really was not familiar with their catalog, and I've been enjoying it. But I. Uh, I mean, there's a. You fuck with the clash. Love the clash. Yeah. Like, I feel like
2: some of the popular, like, Spanish bombs. Oh, sure. Come on. Like, that's as close as you get to pop up.
1: You know what? I could say that, but then I got roasted online for fucking. I tweeted the other day uh, that I liked that modern baseball song. Yeah. What the fuck was that? I got murdered. Mobo. I got murdered. Dude. I got murdered. Uh, I just like it. Every once in a while, these fucking songs <laughs> get through. Yeah, yeah, right. you know what I mean? yeah.
2: and you do like ska,
1: so that's true. Um, ska sucks. You don't like Propaganda? Uh, I, I like the abrasive lyrical nature of the early stuff, like fuck religion. They're pop uh, punk uh, though, uh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, but I but buff. musically, I don't enjoy it until Today's Empires, which I think is, is fucking rocking. Yeah. Was, um, what about Dillinger Four? Uh, don't care. What don't part? don't care. Do uh, like not part? mad at it. though No, I never. It never mm-hmm. got me. Uh, a lot of people who
2: like probably on like television. Yeah, uh,
1: I'm sure that there's something called pop, like pop punk that I enjoy. I'm sure. Sure. But yeah. I just, oh, boy, I don't know. He's got to,
2: those Menzinger sweatpants. So all right, see nice what mm. we're saying. Kid Dynamite. <laughs> yeah,
1: the, the other day, uh, hey, I want to submit you for this Menzingers uh, tour. I don't remember. Do you have beef with them? Uh, this was the yeah, question yeah, yeah. posed to me, and I said, mm, I said they sound like the Goo Goo Dolls, and they ignored me in the airport. And he's like, "That's a, That's nice a, that's from a from yes." what I understand, <laughs> that's a yes. <laughs>
3: They really don't sound like the Google Goo Dolls. Uh,
1: to, I, I, I think did. I said they sound like the Google Goo Dolls playing, um, like whatever pop punk fucking band of the moment. I, I said something shitty about them, unless you like the Google Goo Dolls, which actually all the drug church except for me does. But like the, the uh, uh, I don't actually have any beef. God bless whatever the fuck the Menzingers mm-hmm. is doing. But uh, no, oh, I
3: I enjoy some of their music.
1: I don't know if I've really heard never heard it.
3: that song. I don't want to be an asshole anymore.
1: No, good title. I've Never heard it.
3: It's and the whole video is Jason. Sorry, yo, dude. What do we got? Goo Goo Dolls. Man, you can't fuck with that record. Uh, I th- a boy named Goo. God damn. I, 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 I don't fuck with
2: that. record That record
3: is great.
1: I don't fuck
2: with that. All right, I'm just going with this play like uh, this yeah. so it's dramatic. But, so Jason, long way, way down. down. Yeah, such a good song. <laughs> This should be the aim of the next Drug Church LP.
1: If it was up to my fucking bandmates, this is where we'd already be. Can you grow
2: hair out like Johnny Resnick? I don't think so.
1: No. Yo, He kind of really.
3: had a Rachel haircut. He did have Rachel. Yeah, he
1: did.
2: This is more aggressive than... This is more grunge than Drug Church. That's
1: probably true. How do you not like this? Yeah.
0: yeah
2: this is
3: really I mean, this good. is
1: like Empire Records soundtrack shit right here, and I'm, yes. n- I'm not usually mad at that, but... Not into this. Alright, fuck it. I'm a Menzikers fan now. I love Goo Goo Dolls Menzikers and everything else.
3: Alright, you're gonna after we're done here, you're gonna go watch the I I don't wanna be an asshole anymore video. Alright, all right. All right qu- Jason Voorhees is the central character in the oh, whole thing.
1: Okay. Copyright and he, strike.
3: And
2: he doesn't want to kill anybody. Oh. He keeps He's fucking, reporting them. But he keeps fucking up and killing and people. And killing people. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Can you tell the story about that Jeff Run for Cover once gave us where at six AM in the UK he was proclaiming his love for third eye blind and you turned around and went Shut the fuck up. <laughs> is that why he hated you? From it? No, no. He hated that was we, other people. Be- uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> um, uh, I don't recall that, but I. I but here's a weird. You're thing. You're not ruling it out. <clears throat> no, I'm not ruling it out at all. I, there's certain bands that when people talk about them, I that's get almost I the meanest thing you can say. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you know what I think. Is, you know what I think is the meanest thing you can say. I well, think, that you can say. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but I think the meanest thing anyone can say uh-huh. is a sincere, you fucking idiot. I think I think yeah it, I think idiot yeah I did when hurtful. you say it with you when you say it with full conviction is as mean as anything I almost in the yeah. world. got up
3: right yeah. now
2: and went at you
1: yeah you, Just cause I mean? you
2: look at my general direction
3: yeah, like, yeah. It
1: was like when you say you fucking idiot and you mean it
2: yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. it's on yeah you're okay fighting words. That's but, gonna be the ice grind cassette tape that we do. is an exclusive at at uh, a generation four. It's an exclusive episode <laughs> called "Fighting Words," and that's gonna be the hardest shit we say. But you have to go buy it on a cassette. There's no digital download. Yeah, nah. You got to play it on a cassette, and you can hear the crazy shit. Right. That would be a, such a good take it point. to a public
1: it. park, play it with the yeah. Uh,
2: All right, so Kid Dynamite. It um, takes them a year to away. find Jason Chevchok, apparently. Yeah, it takes them a year. They record, they hit. Um, as, as our buddy Dave said Their demos were like $3 And everybody's like What the fuck's wrong with you yeah, Rock stars How dare you $5 demo I'd if I could um, The They blow up immediately And do big tours And mind you It's a double sided demo Yeah How many songs on that thing?
3: Six One, songs Six yeah. songs with Jay singing Yeah right. Three songs on each side So it's not even So that's a pain in the ass That's true To get but produced they, That's true so maybe $3 <laughs> isn't really that big. Of a, no, any demo Indecision ever had room. was on one side. Yeah. And the other side was blank. So yes. to take down the record industry at your own home. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I
2: like that. So they, they pop off. Then they break up and their last shows are bonkers. Bonkers, bonkers. Is that like the church or something? The church. Yeah. Two shows, two nights at the church. Um, super fun. One of those shows where you could stage dive and just keep rolling Float forever. And just yeah. Dive again and roll again. Um, Fun, fun as fuck And I, I rode for them I don't know, neither Patrick hates them with an ire No, no idea why I, I mean, I, I don't know why these uh, They were fun and you didn't like fun That's what fun, it probably. is You know what, you're right Yeah You're right uh, Tom, did you fuck with them at all or not really? I, love, I mean, I remember I went specifically
3: into ge- the city to, to Generation oh, To buy the demo that they put on consignment At Generation Records They did
2: the that demo. at Curmudgeon and Edison too yep.
3: <coughs> I liked it I really loved that demo And I remember seeing them with like Judas Factor and shit Yes and then I didn't give a fuck anymore. I don't know what happened. Huh. I don't. I don't know any of the
2: records. Like I think both the LPs. If you like it, you like it. It's good. It's fast. Short songs. Whatever. It's fun. It's pop punk adjacent. Like you can't. It like it's it's hardcore only because it's fast, I guess. But it's short songs. Um, really up tempo and kind of bright. They break up, and is our. Theory that they maybe got more popular when they broke up.
3: Yeah, I would tend to think so.
1: Yes,
2: <laughs> and they. Yes, I do. They kind of, uh, for a minute, there's this first wave of like, pop punk hardcore bands. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and we'll include good and bad. Daggermouth, shook ones. Um, Set your goals. Jenna Berlin, <laughs> is that do you? Polar Bear Club. Polar Bear Club.
3: Yeah, Bear yeah, Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, I think all those bands. Oh, a fucking shit ton to Kid Dynamite. Yes. Not clean vocals. That's... That's Hot right. water music and Kid Dynamite brought yeah. the way the yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. And I drank a fifth of whiskey before... Yeah, that
2: know? whole, the, the fest scene, the no idea yeah. stuff for sure. Um, so then they decided to do some reunions. I don't remember when they did those. 06, 07, somewhere in that range. And they were big. <laughs> they were fucking big and people were pissing their pants excited about it. But... In my, in my estimation, and this was a debate, and we hope you guys can help us solve it, they've had diminishing returns or they're less a part of the conversation in the last, say, eight years. But that band was fucking enormous for a minute. And the argument being like, yeah, like, all you guys who have these broad tastes and there's a large palette at this point, this band apparently is fallen off the radar, but what do you guys think? Do you think they've fallen off the radar?
1: Uh, I bet th- here's here's my hypothesis. When you tweet it, in a way, in a way that, in a way that the other bands we've talked about today probably don't enjoy, I bet that the person who was listening to Kid Dynamite is still listening to them regularly. Huh. That's my hypothesis.
2: <sighs> oh, I don't, first, as somebody who listened to Kid Dynamite, I don't know. I can't tell the last time I put them on.
1: Uh, I, I'm going to see what Spotify has to say about this. Okay, yeah, let's see it. I might have looked at that. I don't know if I did. Tom Two thousand
3: five. The band played a reunion show at CB's to as a benefit. Oh right.
2: That. Yes, okay. So with gray area. Yeah.
1: Eleven thousand and a half uh, monthly listeners. Uh, okay. W- which not nothing. Not nothing. Biggest song? Biggest song. Uh is, never met the gooch. No. Uh probably. H- heart attack. Yes. Oh yeah. Um And I don't know these fucking songs at all. That doesn't matter. It's the listens. What's the streams? Uh, That's uh, about a quarter of a million. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and a lot of shit is over 100,000. Sorry for people at home that don't find that sort of information particularly interesting, but uh, it
2: gives, it just, it's it's one of those things that like, these numbers don't go that far back. Right. So it's easier to just kind of get a feel like what is happening right now when people are listening to this.
1: Also, uh, really not, uh, on any relevant playlists, so, so those aren't those are natural. Those, those eleven thousand are largely natural. So, so like I think that this band has people that still so listen. Okay, uh, do you think young people do? No, younger.
2: Okay, and this is a band no. who their energy is young, but maybe it's maybe it's now the music people put on to to get up and put the fucking Ben Gay on our knees. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, oh. So got?
2: my piece of gossip.
3: Oh yeah. Not oh gossip. fuck,
1: we didn't my even hit it. Yeah, yeah, dude, I
3: we almost waited too long, the and then
1: band makes me so irate. I just blotted this out. So
3: one of the probably many people that tried out for the band, John Pettibone from Undertow. Huh. Whoa, which would have been a completely different
2: fucking deal. So here's my question: How did did he try? He went and practiced, right? And did it? Yeah. Or, so this is at the time he lived in Jersey. Oh, he lived in right. East Coast that's for a while. Right. Yep, that's right. So it's sort of like, um, oh, you've seen it, like uh, America's Best Acapella or America's Idol. Wagon shoots Yemen and S- Farrell set up sit a, behind table. a table, right. right, and then they press play and you sing along, right? Sing along, sing along, and they sing, they sing, and they jump around and they watched what. Yeah, <laughs> he fucking bit the bit. I, t- yeah. <laughs> I took the,
1: I, I I was looking. Up he
2: gave the sincere the numbers, like, what's yeah. wrong with
1: you? Yeah, no, yeah. I was in. I fuck. Like, that that's what they did. Freaked me out. It was like it was like uh, that movie uh, uh, with the cheerleaders. Fuck, you fucked with my head there for a second.
2: <laughs> wait, bring it wait. on.
1: Bring it on. Bring it on. Uh, yeah. It was very bring it on for a second.
2: Not another teen
3: movie. Yeah. So uh, that would have been interesting. But they turned him down because his vocals were too negative sounding. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: probably true. <laughs> probably true. But, I mean, this is also, Jason was coming from a metalcore band. That's true. Bound X Bound X was a fucking full on metalcore band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Quite quite ins- uh, offensive cover of uh, King of Pain by the police.
3: Oh, really? really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can we
1: play it? That's, you know,
3: offensive, like bad or like <laughs> I can't... offensively
1: bad. Offensively Let's bad. Let's hear it. So. Uh, it's, it's fun, but it's offensively bad. Let's they were
3: one of the first bands that I remember in the early 90s or mid 90s to wear makeup.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
3: Like I don't know if it was a singer. Somebody and in the band is a wore like This is not.
2: This is a different band than the Bound from Mass, right? Yes, they're yes. from Jersey. Yeah, Bound from Mass is a band that people talk about with like these, like the starry eyes and looking out into the distance of. Oh man, that was the band. Like if you talk to the dudes, like Trey, they're all like, "No, that band should have been huge."
3: Really? Yeah. Oh
1: like no! Did they Mass. do Paint It Black? Maybe I'm confusing my terrible covers. That's okay. Um,
3: X Bound X.
1: Yeah, let's see. I think it was King of Pain, and I think it was Bad. No, okay. So, uh, let's see. Fuck. now mm. X Bound X. You think that we're gonna find it that way? Right, I don't know.
3: That's let's a call back in the day.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, this song. This is different than I thought it was.
3: Hell <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this day and age. This B J.
2: Thomas. I feel like he sings all the songs. <laughs> Yo, this was Axe to Grind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're a hardcore podcast. Thank you for joining us. Have a good one.
2: Axe
3: to Grind. Cast on Twitter. Yeah. Axe to Grind podcast at gmail.com.
0: Thanks, everyone, for their continued support. And patience. Love y'all. Bye.